0: We've been hit! Going for repairs!
1: New Scout Walker, vehicle maintenance energizer, and action figure each sold separately.
0: Tough battle at it, Commander? Rebel ambush! Recharge the overdrive units. Recharging, sir. Check leg for battle damage. Looks bad, but this'll fix it. Laser's at full power, sir. Let's go! We're fully operational. Good hunting, sir.
1: Scout Walker, vehicle maintenance energizer, and action figure each sold separately. New from Kenner Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection.
2: Will you get
1: on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. My name is Jason, and you are listening to episode number 35. Joining us tonight from igrewupstarwars.com, the OT curmudgeon has returned. Tom, hello Tom. Good evening,
3: everyone. How are you?
1: all right uh, hey everybody i think chris b is here too also joining yeah I'm here. also joining us tonight from <laughs> from JediBusiness.com, chris b hello chris
0: hey what's going on good to be
1: back good to be back yep from from to jake hello hello uh and ryan is our good friend ryan missing in action He's probably out trying to collect them all. Well, what are you talking about? I'm right here. Here's, uh,
3: this is Ryan Beezy. What's my name? Hi, everybody. It's Ryan Beezy. He's going to kill me. He'll, he's going to kill me when he gets back.
1: And we have a special guest tonight returning for, I think, the fourth time. Jerry from Star Wars Action News yeah hey guys it's uh, great to be back thanks for having me thanks for uh showing up tonight uh, when did we have you on last no year?
3: one no one leaves jerry hanging that's was great
1: it, <laughs> <laughs> was it when were you on last jay was it last it was earlier this year very good.
3: yeah golly, one of the last yeah, vintage like, vintage talks we had wasn't it probably the, uh, the,
1: the part one of
3: this oh, okay.
4: right the empire yeah like february march okay so it's been a while i don't know time
1: Time's a blur. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. And also I wanted to say uh, thanks for giving us a, you uh, reviewed recently on Now Playing Podcast, Plastic Galaxy, the story of Star Wars toys. And many of us were actually in that. Many of us from Seattle were actually in that film. You didn't crack any jokes about any of us living in our mom's basement or anything like that. Was it (laughs) tempting? (laughs) No one made fun of us. I was kind of surprised. Well, I mean,
4: you know that that would be uh, more than hypocritical of the, uh, the the three folks talking about it. I mean, That's I don't, calling the kettle black for sure. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't get a kick out of uh, you know making the, the geek jokes and I mean, heck, I can't even stand watching Big Bang Theory and people swear it's the funniest show ever, but I'm like, no, I, I don't think that paints a good picture. Um, but uh, you know, it's funny. I, I haven't been on the show for a while, but it seems like I hang out with you guys all the time because I've seen that movie like three times. It's like I I, I just saw you guys like a month ago.
3: Watching that show is probably more entertaining than actually being with us in person.
5: <laughs> <laughs> or listen to us on a podcast.
3: For sure, yeah. We've got about three listeners, and I think I, we just lost two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: episode 22 is when we started uh, Empire Strikes Back Vehicles way back in January. Okay. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. Oh. This is my
4: my biannual visit then? That's right. <laughs>
5: You just got in under the uh,
4: I know, radar yeah. for this year. May, December.
1: <laughs> Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Galaxy of Toys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com. Or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. And since we all talked last, kind of, I guess, pretty big news. The Force Awakens trailer debuted in movie theaters and online. And I just wanted to give everybody's brief thought about it before we uh, get into our main topic tonight. Hey, before
4: we uh, bef- before we start that, do you guys still get people asking you a week later? It's like, hey, did you see that Star Wars trailer? <laughs> and you're just like, dude, are you serious?
1: <laughs> um, Tom, I'll start with you. What were your uh, what were your impressions?
3: Um, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I really don't have anything to add because <laughs> it's a trailer. I I don't know. It I'm not, not going to say anything. Even. Huh? Well, yeah, it was a. <laughs> It was just kind of a weird, discombobulated <laughs> mishmash of scenes that looked pretty cool by themselves. So, and, you okay. know.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Are um, you going start collecting the toys?
3: No. <laughs> no. Um, there definitely looks like there's some great stuff on the way.
1: Uh-huh.
3: For sure. That big chocolate bar that, uh, that uh, What's-Her-Name was riding. Yeah. And Daisy uh, the Falcon is back. Yeah, right. Her, whatever and uh, uh definitely uh, a few troopers on the way too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely uh, definitely some uh definitely some uh, some good stuff coming up coming up for you guys to buy and for me to make fun of.
1: Uh Chris, I'll go to you.
0: Uh, oh, I thought it was awesome. Everything about it was cool, you know. Seeing the Falcon again and X-Wing fighters and it was just so fast-paced and um yeah, I liked everything that I saw, so my hopes are up now So
3: I know it was a teaser but the one thing that I did sorely miss were the uh, were the uh, main actors I don't even know if they really can be considered main actors but I was missing Han, Luke and Leia
0: yeah you know it's interesting because I, um, I watched a trailer on Apple TV and when the trailer was over they, they list the cast and Harrison and Mark and, and Carrie weren't even listed it was just oh Daisy wow, Ridley. really?
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe they've been cut out Daisy of
0: the huh. picture. Maybe they're out of
1: the, maybe Bader. they maybe they didn't make the final yeah. cut.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: they're out of the picture.
0: But you know, I showed the trailer to my wife and, and she's like she's like, Oh my god, this looks so good. And she's like, you know, the X Wing fighters look good and the Millennium Falcon look good. And you know, that's the thing that, that a lot of people didn't get from the prequels. Like there weren't any X Wing fighters in it, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And she just—I mean, she's not a Star Wars fan by any means, right? And but she saw she saw that, and she knew exactly what she was looking at. And so there definitely
3: it, were really nice things that were kind of so- sorely missing in the prequels.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, visually it was just brilliant, you know. So let's just hope—hope hope the movie is going to deliver next year.
1: And Jake, I'll go to you. Uh, I.
5: I was really nervous to see it because, of course, I knew it was coming out. But uh, living in Seattle, we had the opportunity to have one theater up here that was seeing it. So I actually went up and saw it in the theater before I saw it online. So I was really, really, really nervous leading up to it. I don't know why I was so nervous. But every trailer that came up, I was just like, is this it? I'd hold my breath, and it'd be Annie. And then the next one, this is it. And then it would be like the Minions movie. So it was stressful. And then when the movie start I mean, when the I said movie, then when the teaser started, it was so tense. My nerves just went way up. Which I um, we talked about this before, um, not on the show, but off the show. That one thing that teaser has, which I I think is awesome. It does so much, but what it does is it has a level of intensity that wasn't in the prequels, and it has a level of urgency, like uh, the pace that uh, is not like the original trilogy, because you know the little original trilogy is you know got a much Slower pace, so it is definitely a beast of its own, um, so I'm looking forward to this new star Wars that's you know not like either the old but yet has elements other elements of it in there, so I'm super excited um,
3: good take Jake good take yeah I, how I, did I, uh, how did the uh, the audience uh, how did they take it when it <laughs> came up? so we went to go see Hunger Games, my
5: wife and my buddy and I, <clears throat> and we got there early because. The theater is like an hour from my house and it was, you know, uh, Black Friday weekend. So I thought it'd be crazy. So we ended up getting there really early. So my wife and my buddy took off and went, looked around at stores or something. And I said, I'll, I'll just stay here and I'll wait. But then I got so nervous standing outside our theater that I actually popped into another theater across the hall that was just getting ready to start and sat in on, um, it was the, uh, Penguins of Madagascar. I think that was the movie that was playing it, and so I sat in that audience, and nobody said a word because it was all just kids. I mean, no, there was no hoops or hollers or claps or anything. It was just another trailer. So unfortunately, because I, I mean, I saw it on Saturday and not Friday, I didn't get a crowd that was there just for that trailer. So I got zero
1: reaction, <laughs> but that's all right. And, We're into it, and Jerry first your impressions
4: yeah you know what uh tom i'm, I'm kind of with you a little bit i mean i watched it and one thing i was a little relieved is that there's nothing in the trailer that kind of gave me that feel of dread you know but i don't know if we for any of the and certainly the you know probably not the originals but for the prequels i don't think we got trailers a full year out so i mean there's there's so little revealed in here and but at the same time i kind of wonder if what wasn't revealed was sort of a reveal in itself. I mean you'd mentioned the, the the big three actors, but we didn't get a glimpse of Chewbacca. We didn't see a glimpse of R2 or three po you know, we, we saw nothing familiar other than vehicles. So yeah, you know, it kinda makes me wonder how little of a role Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and Mark Hamill may actually have. So or is it just that, hey, the scenes they're in aren't anywhere close to being complete enough to, you know, throw into a, a teaser trailer. I mean there's there was very little that that I walked away with. I was kind of indifferent. I I liked the fact that I saw the Falcon, the music. Um, you know, there was a lot of familiarity with it, like you guys said. But at the same time, this is weird. I, this is this was my true first impression. The moment I got done watching, it, is that I I felt like I watched like a a clip collection, clip show, if you will, of like cutscenes from '90s uh, Lucas games. You know that that look like. You know, Dark Jedi from uh, Dark Forces or Jedi Knight, you know, Rebel Assault sort of, you know, characters. And and I was like, well, I like those games and those. that's kind of cool EU. So, you know, post-Jedi, that's okay,
3: fine. I think I think you nailed it. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that for sure.
5: I have heard another podcast and uh, I'll top of my head right now i cannot recall the name but they were talking about how like the falcon doing the roll, doing the uh uh doing the flip was definitely something that looked like it was made more for like a video gaming audience you know that's (laughs) definitely too yeah yeah
4: there was that it wasn't the falcon but it was you know that type of freighter that you did trying to get out of a um canyon or something weird but
5: Yeah, and so it's definitely, yeah, it definitely has an appeal for a, you know, because then again, we have to think about it. We're all, compared to, you know, what Star Wars' main target audience is, we're all old fogies, you know. We're, we're it, it's it'll be a bonus if we like it, but in reality, we're still it,
3: relevant. Damn it, we're still relevant. Get off my lawn!
5: <laughs> but you know, the core audience—we think... all know that the core audience is uh, you know in elementary school and you know middle school. So that is definitely a scene. I, I thought the Falcon doing a, the barrel roll or whatever it is—that um, was the most un-Star Wars thing in the entire thing. I mean, the ship, of course, is iconic Star Wars, but what it was doing and the way it was shown. Was completely not my Star Wars that I'm used to, so that was my one eyebrow.
3: Something, something weird that's also been mentioned outside of what we're talking about here. Um, no space. All of these <laughs> ships are flying around planet bound <laughs> in an atmosphere. Land wars. <laughs> never, yeah, never very, seen that before. Yeah,
4: very nineties video gameish. You know, with like. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Rebel Assault. That go- well, what's the? Uh, there's another game that I played the hell yeah. out of back then. Um, Tie Fighter came out oh, 90, ninety-eight,
4: ninety-nine. Uh, yeah, Rogue Squadron.
3: There you go. Exactly. Yeah. It was definitely definitely Rogue Squadron. Shadows but, the Empire. Uh, <laughs> prior yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But but didn't didn't the Falcon and Empire Strikes Back though, and the Asteroid Field do a lot of in and out and no, you're around. I mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly. not
5: exactly no, no beyond no, no.
4: the realm of it. Yeah.
5: The maneuver was absolutely, we've seen that before. I I mean, it almost does kind of one of those when it dives into, uh, when Lando takes it into Death Star 2, you know. But the way that the camera follows it and does the loop with it, because think about the Empire shot. that That was a wide shot. That was far away, and we watched a nice, smooth transition. We weren't like a camera mounted to the back of the engine, shaking, and so that was... It was the way it was filmed. It wasn't necessarily even the action that it was doing. It was the way that it's filmed was you know, we're seeing a JJ film and not a George Lucas and company film. Have so. you
3: seen the uh, snippet where they actually uh uh kind of made stabilized the, it? Yeah, stabilized it. I like yeah. that I like that better.
5: Yeah, I included that in my write up on my site. Oh but yeah, I, that was I, you. Okay. I prefer Jake. the stabilized shot. It still looks Me too. exciting. Me too. It's still action packed,
3: but yeah. Yeah, I think, and it it still looks oh, it looks more OT.
5: Yes, absolutely. If it's
3: stabilized and and it's still good, I like it better. <laughs> Jerry, have you seen lawn. that one?
5: <laughs> All right. Say again. I said, have you seen that one where they've stabilized it?
1: Oh no, I've not. No. I've not.
5: I'll send you a link. It's I it's I cool. I
1: enjoyed the trailer quite a bit. I I'm glad they're moving pushing forward. I don't want an exact retread of the original trilogy and i don't want a retread of the shots from the original trilogy i want new and i want exciting but i do want to see the original cast as well um i have not been watching any of the parodies or the redos or or re-edits of this trailer because i feel like i'll probably get burnt out on it if i watch all that stuff no you (laughs) can't
5: it only makes you
4: more exciting
1: doesn't so oh awesome
4: what 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 are your? I think the the main thing people have been talking coming out of that though is just that uh, the, the the crossbar and the lightsaber. Would what, what you guys think about
5: that?
1: Uh,
3: it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. love it. it mm-hmm. Works on Darth Mauls.
5: Mm-hmm. Why why can't it work on whoever this dude is or yeah. female? Or what's or
1: wrong
3: with the plain old lightsaber, guys? Yeah. What's wrong with we'll just the plain old? You know how long <laughs> revolvers have been around. <laughs> Hundreds of years.
1: I think we'll
2: see that, too. They,
3: you don't need to improve on something that's already perfect.
2: Does it, Why do does you need... a no, the kind of uh, improve upon a revolver there?
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan <laughs> Maisie. The force has awakened. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. I mean, it, just the, the single blade was just fine. Just interesting enough. I hate lightsabers anyway, see, but I'll take a single blade.
0: To me, it really depends on the story, because if they have... If they have a good story to go with it, if this thing is really ancient, right, super old or whatever, and it was like one of the first lightsabers ever, you know, and it wasn't perfect yet, you know, that would like totally explain it to me or the fact that maybe this guy built this lightsaber by himself without the help of a master or something. Well, that's that's
3: the funny thing is we're all speculating and we're all picking apart these scenes that we have absolutely no idea about. Ryan did you right. th- so this could be anything really so Ryan uh, the fact that we're the fact that folks are taking the I'm talking Ryan you shut Ryan, up I'm talking like right the,
1: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the fact
1: that <laughs> Did you like the trailer
3: <laughs> I'm losing my thought can I please never mind go ahead hi you know Ryan the, what do you notes gonna notes for
1: this say briefly your first impression <laughs> go ahead Ryan what do you think of the trailer
2: well, I actually got to see it in the the theater on the first day. I waited to uh, see it like the only theater it was in Washington State, um, and I I caught it at like 10 a.m. and it was it was really cool to see it in the theater, especially when the Falcon showed up. The Falcon just gave me chills. Um, obviously, watched it many many times since, and you know, there's stuff that I think looks really cool. Um, but I mean, it's 88 seconds. I'm not gonna get overly enthusiastic over 88 seconds, nor am I gonna get uh, really down on something over 88 seconds I, i'm it, i'm still interested that's for sure i definitely want to see this but i'm uh, waiting to see more i mean we didn't even see any of the original characters in, in this little trailer so
3: exactly exactly hey ryan i've got a real quick question for you though are you speaking to us through a potato on the dark <laughs> side of the moon
2: <laughs> i'm sorry I, I got a new mic and it's just not working right Is you're this not this any getting your bang for your that's, that's better. better you're not getting your bang for your buck but your new mic all right yeah i'm my old mic broke yeah. so I, I guess I'm going to have to buy it. That's better.
3: that's better. A little better now. Yeah. You need to pull it out of uh, you need to pull it out of the packaging before you use it. Oh,
2: okay. Thanks,
3: Tom. <laughs> I think we just lost our la- uh, I think we just lost our last listener. <laughs> that was my fault though. That was my fault. I'll get them back with some crummy contest or something.
1: Uh, we are returning to vintage tonight. It's been a while since we talked about vintage uh, Star Wars toys. Thank Gosh. The last time we Thank talked gosh. about the um the diecast.
3: Can't stand talking about this modern crap.
1: Diecast. I'm the sorry. Die go cast. ahead. I think the diecast uh, vehicles was the last time we covered any vintage, and that was a couple months ago. So uh, let's return where we left off with the Empire Strikes Back vehicles. Uh, last time I we talked about the uh, vehicles and playsets from 1980 from Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. So tonight we're going to move into 1981 and 1982. We're just going to put them all together because I think it, I think uh, splitting those two years up uh, might be, uh, I don't think it's worth it. So I will just jump right in and start with the AT-AT or the AT-AT or however you may call it, released in 1981. Chris B., you had this, right?
0: Yeah, and I still have it here. It's all, like, beat up and Mm -hmm. everything, but I still have it, and I still love it. Um, I still remember getting this for uh, one of my birthdays back then, and uh, I know that I wanted this thing really, really badly. And uh, when I came into the room, and my mom had decorated everything, and there was a birthday cake, and there was some presents on the table and stuff, and I was really hoping to get the edit. And there was no big package on the table. And I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I was, wanted this so bad. And um, after I had opened all my presents, my mom was like, why don't you take a look behind the couch? And I looked behind the couch, and there was this big box. And it was the Adat. So that was a, a moment I still remember. And uh, I still treasure this toy to this day. So love, love this thing.
1: Jerry, did you have the Kenner Adat from 1981? Yes, I did, and
4: uh, likewise it was a, a birthday present uh, back in the day. And yeah, I mean, this was just this was the toy to have, right? I mean, once you got this, you thought you had it all with the uh, with the size of it and just how cool it was in the movie. And I mean, that was the that was the that was the best toy. And and, and really, it was kind of a you know, it was a playset. It was kind of a vehicle. I mean, I did everything with it from you know having the good guys, you know, the heroes, the the rebels stealing one and. You know, march it into the the Empire, Trojan horse sort of thing. I mean, it just had so much play value mm-hmm. with the the little controller inside for the neck. I mean, it just it just really came alive. It was a one of the one of the
1: best vintage toys to have. Do you think this is king of all the Kenner vintage original vehicles? Because this is the best vehicle.
4: Well, depending oh. on your your feelings on the Falcon, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, between that and the Falcon, I mean, yeah, those were that's that, that's a good childhood
1: with those two two toys right there. Tom what's what's better the Millennium Falcon or the AT-AT?
3: Uh, well seeing that I didn't have any, either of these Which one did you when Which I was one a did kid? you want more as a kid? Falcon, yeah, yeah but the at was definitely a, a close second. Um I did get the Walker, the uh, the ATST mm-hmm. but would have definitely jumped on the opportunity. I'm not sure why I didn't have one of these or the Falcon for that matter. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed now and. I bummed. never had
1: the Adat as a kid. Um, I knew I had. I, How come? I, it was really expensive, and it just that it might just have been it. it. That just might have been. You, it. Know, you know, sometimes I got some of the bigger vehicles for my birthday or Christmas, but the the Adat just never just never turned up as one of them. Um, Jake, did you have the Adat as a kid?
5: Yes, absolutely, and you can actually see a picture of me getting it on a, a little website called igrewupstarwars.com. Um,
3: Yay! I,
5: <laughs> I, uh, I came downstairs and Santa had brought it, and not only ha- is um, did I get the ad app, but it was already out of the package standing on the box, and so I was able to come down <laughs> and just go straight into play mode.
3: Wow, nice. That's cool.
5: Yeah. No, <laughs> nice of awesome.
3: Santa to do that.
5: Santa, yeah, didn't sleep that night, apparently. Did, did um, Santa
4: include <laughs> batteries?
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, that baby worked. Um, but, yeah, no, it was fantastic. I played with hours and hours. And you know what makes me so happy is because, um, of course, I have the uh, newer, bigger, ad app, I didn't say better, I said newer and bigger, and I have both the hoth and the indoor one. And my kids ask me to bring it up because we it, all the toys are in the basement. Ask me to bring it upstairs all the time, and I just go right back to that shot of me <laughs> playing with the
1: uh, that's cool at it on I
5: Christmas. Like to so play with it.
1: that's that is really
5: oh cool. man. I mean, well, the new one's so big. I mean, literally, they get under it like a car, like a mechanic working on a mm-hmm. car, and play with its trap door <laughs> and all the strings that come off the side and grappling hooks and you know. <laughs> They have a lot of fun, but that's uh, that was me back in the day. I played the heck out of that. Ryan, thing.
1: definitely a tough one to be. Ryan, did you did you have or I think you have it now, but did you have it as a kid? The the edit. Uh,
2: yeah, I definitely had it as a kid. Um, in fact, it was really cool. Um, in that my grandmother gave it to me. Um, I think I'd come up here to visit. I was living in California at the time, and my grandmother lived up here in uh, Seattle area. And I'd come up to visit and. Pretty sure it must have been a birthday present, but she opened up her trunk and there was the Adat box right there, and I was just astounded. Um, one of the coolest ba- vehicles as a kid, completely loved it. Um, mine ended up close to a heat register at one point, and so part of the chin gun area got melted <laughs> with the heat register. And I've lost one of the chin guns. I've actually replaced the mechanics of the chin gun. So the Adat I keep on display is. For the most part, that original Adat just cool. to, has a new mechanical spot in there to replace the melted pot, and then the one of the chin guns I lost, so I made a mold of the other and uh, cast it and put that in there. So one's kind of yellowed oh, cool. from what the other one. So, but uh, yeah, awesome, awesome gift. I'd say though, as the most awesome uh, vehicle vintage line, I'd probably still go with the Millennium Falcon, but that Adat's a really close second. Yeah.
1: Next is the Slave One. Boba Fett's Starship, seen in Empire Strikes Back. I never had this, and I actually didn't really want it as a kid. What about you, Tom? I did. I had it.
3: I've got a great story for this one, too. Uh, I got this one for Christmas, and uh, my folks, uh, thinking that they were sly, uh, hid the unwrapped uh, box behind the uh, uh, sofa in the den. And uh, when my folks are away, probably trying to, get away from us for a while i would sneak into the den i opened the package took the toy out <laughs> put the stickers on it played with it knowing that i had enough oh. time to put the slave one back in the box and no one was the wiser because ah. i am i am they didn't that notice good. the
1: stickers were on it
3: they did not know
1: keep...
3: well i mean it was close it was they they had you know they thought that it was still an,
1: a a closed uh, box. Oh. So yeah. Did you keep the Han Solo in in carbonite accessory? Did you keep? The, did you reap? I probably would have put it back in the box and kept that. <laughs> I you know I,
3: I'm probably pretty sure that I did keep
1: that little guy out to myself. No one would have known anyway. What do you so think of, what do you? Yeah, I love the slave uh, one, Chris. Chrisby, I'll go to you. What do you think of that little accessory that comes with the slave one? The the Han Solo frozen in carbonite accessory.
0: What do I think about the accessory? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm like, I don't remember ever playing with mm. it much. Um, I had the, uh, the Han Solo that actually um, was an actual figure that came with, with the Carbonite mm. block. And that was the one I got a lot of play value out of. Did you
1: have the Slave One at all?
0: And, yeah, okay. I did.
1: Did you like it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. Um, it was definitely not one of my favorite mm. vehicles when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of memories when it comes to Slave One, but I used to have it, and you know, if I was lucky enough to have the Adet and and the Falcon, yeah. and so those, I mean, along with the the Rebel transport, and those three were like my main my main vehicles, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I guess the the Slave One is okay for me. It's I mean, there's a lot of play value. I mean, you can put the the carbonite block, you know, inside, and the, and the ramp comes down and. Um, the way the wings fold over when you tip the, the vehicle and stuff, I mean, it's all really, really well done, yeah. you know?
1: Um, Ryan, do you have a slave one?
2: I never had as a kid. I, um, I got it later on as adult. In fact, I think at one point I had three vintage ones, one of which you have now, right. Jason. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I picked up – I actually have the, the vintage box for it too. Um, this was one of those – I was doing eBay searches in you know, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago to find this. And um, I found this on eBay by looking up Star Wars ship, and I got a a heck of a deal on it because the person selling it didn't know what it was. So It was just under Star Wars ship. Like, I think I bought it for 15 bucks or something like that complete.
3: If you Um, uh, misspell that, you're in for more trouble than it's worth.
2: Well, if you misspell that, then you know what Tom deals with every day.
3: Whoa! that's Um, right because all of this modern stuff is
2: exactly see where i'm going there tom um (laughs) but when i first got it or when i first saw it i was like this doesn't look like slave one from the movie like the way they kind of reproportioned it it didn't quite look right and uh you know i always thought of that base being red which is taken care of by the stickers kind of but it didn't quite look right uh so i was glad when hasbro did a more modern version that, that looked better but uh yeah, it, the more I've looked at it now, I can see, you know, how it's based on what, what we had in the movie and the, the Han and Carbonite block was really interesting. But it, it it's kind of cool for what it is. I wish there was a little more play value to the interior on it, but you know, hey, it's Boba Fett ship, so it's cool.
4: Uh Jerry. Yeah, I had this as a as a kid. In fact, I, I remember very specifically because I wa- I wanted this so badly because of the Han Solo the the, the Carbonite mm. block and to me that was like the main reason to get it and it's also a ship and I remember uh you know we, we went to my grandmother's house like every Sunday uh, morning afternoon sort of thing for like a uh, lunch you'd prepare lunch or whatever and then on the way home was our local shopping center and there was a uh, a rinks store there and I don't know if there was rinks anywhere outside of Cincinnati it wasn't like a big chain or anything but that's where I you know got my slave one and I uh, love the, the, the Han Solo carbonite block. There's so much play value of that because beyond the Slave One, you could then recreate all sorts of Bespin scenes just with you know your Lando figure and your stormtroopers, your Bespin guards, whatever, and and kind of fill in that little accessory. But kind of funny, and I guess I didn't really, uh, and why would I as a as a six, seven year old or whatever of understanding sort of how the bounty hunters worked? You know, I I viewed them as Darth Vader brought them in as a team. Yeah, Boba Fett was the one who got it because he just happened to be the one to go in the right direction. But they're like a team, right? So I always use that ship to cart around Boba Fett, Bosk, IG-88, Dengar, Forlom, and Zuckus. They all six oh. rode in that. Which, as you can imagine, as big of yeah. a vehicle as that isn't. <laughs> they They filled in that back uh, cargo. But here's the funny thing. Boba Fett, you know, the little thing you put Boba Fett in and the kind of the way it rocks back and yeah. forth. Mine never stayed in place. It always dropped down. So I always positioned Bosk right under it to where it wouldn't fall. Like his neck was bracing the pilot chair up. And that's that's how I play with my Slave <laughs> One. It was the it was the, um, the 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 van or the tour bus for the for the bounty hunters.
3: Nice. I can uh, hear Dengar right now yelling shotgun.
2: I think he was stuck in the toilet, wasn't he? That's why he's got <laughs> all
3: the toilet paper around his head. Oh, he was in a rush. To, you know, he was in a rush to call shotgun. So that's that's why he got the whole uh, the whole toilet paper shtick.
1: Jake, any fuzzy memories of the slave one?
5: No, uh, they're real fuzzy because I didn't have it. Um, now, my first uh, yeah experience with this was the uh, the Empire. Where they redecoded mm-hmm. it and changed a few Especially things. Essentially
1: the same mold, though. Um, right? so, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So that was the first time I got my hands on. Didn't have this one as a kid, um, and then I, of course, since have acquired a uh, complete one. And uh, yeah, I've always it, it. I don't know why, but it's never been something I was really too excited about because I think, like Ryan, I always thought the color was weird. Mm-hmm. I always thought the color wasn't just quite right. Um, you know, not that right. we should you know, I mean, Kenner is phenomenal for, you know, having that limited reference art and making things all different colors, but some of it's really endearing and cool and I like and I can support a you know, a Warworth's Man or a or a uh, granny suit wearing hammerhead, but uh Slave One was it was, was off in not a cool way. Mm-hmm. So it was never high on my list to get um then Or even when I grew up, it was something I kind of picked up when I saw a nice one. I wasn't out actively searching it.
1: Next, (laughs) we have the uh, first wave of mini rigs, the MTV7, which uh, is like a little imperial... I don't even know what it is. It's got two large wheels on it, and it rolls around. It's a mini steamroller, right? And then the PDT8, which is a little... uh, I think it's a Rebel a little rebel vehicle and then the MCL three also another little rebel vehicle. I didn't like these as a kid. I don't like these as an adult. They never looked like star Wars vehicles to me. I didn't buy the just off screen thing. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, Jerry, what do you think about these?
4: <laughs> okay. Well, um, Jerry's dirty little secret. I, uh, my, my parents didn't, uh, we didn't go to movies a lot. So, um, I didn't see movies until they'd hit something like HBO or Showtime. You know, my, my dad took me to see two movies as a kid. One was the original Star Wars in like a 1981 re-release, and the other one was Transformers the movie, and then we got to the movie theater in 1986, and the, it was already no longer showing. So he really only took me to one. <laughs> At least, fortunately, it was the original Star Wars. But, you know, as I said, 1981, so it was like, you know four years after its original mm-hmm. release so i actually didn't see empire strikes back until like 1984 like on showtime or hbo or something so it was a few years out so i knew of star wars because of the radio dramas because of the storybooks comics novels every other magazine published so i i knew what it was and the toys it all i mean i filled in the gap in my head so long story short For all I knew as a kid, these were in the movie, okay? (laughs) So (laughs) I thought the MLC3 and the MTV7, I love those two. I play with those all the time because, you know, you had your play set. You had all your action figures, and it was cool to fill in other things, uh, you know, in the background. give that Hoth Rebel Trooper. Now, I always made these things um, uh, uh, Rebel accessories. I don't know if that was uh, uh, always accurate, and God knows I never remembered the names of them, but... I always pretended these were the PDD eight. I always pretended those three were rebel items for whatever reason. I, I guess mm-hmm. I figured the uh, the Empire had the, uh, the the big laser cannon, so you know I'll give these to the, the rebels. And you had more kind of troop builders with the rebel commander and the rebel soldier. You know they had to do something, so I put them in, in these things. So I loved them. Now the PDT eight that just kind of looked like the you know the three legs with the two platforms. To me, that was that one was boring. Um, didn't have a lot of play value, but I, I thought the
3: other two were really cool. Uh, Tom, what did you think of these? Loved them. <laughs> I had the MTV7, and I thought that was really fun. Um, I, I, I think Jake uh, said that... Wh- who said that the, you could steamroller figures and stuff with them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That, that's definitely the main use for the MTV7. Uh, the other ones I, I never... I don't know if I found them or saw them. I, I definitely did have the MTV7, but the other two, for some reason, I didn't have. But I don't know why I didn't, because those were a pretty good price point, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, uh, definitely could have conned my one of my uh, uh, either dad or mom into getting me one of those and maybe a figure rather than getting maybe a, a bigger playset. My folks refused to uh, shop with me after 1978. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> uh,
1: Chris, do you like the
0: mini rigs? Oh yeah, I love the mini rigs. I'm with Tom on this one. Um, yeah, totally. I, I mean, they were really confusing to me as a kid because I could never spot them in the movie, or I, I didn't remember seeing them. Um, but I, I love playing with those things, and uh, I just recently started. Uh, to restore the ones that I still have. So uh um, cool. Yeah, it's been a nice little side project. Um, especially the the MTV seven. Um, it's fairly easy to I actually bleached the whole thing, so I hope it doesn't have a long, <laughs> long term effect on this thing. Yeah. Um, but the other I mean it de- yellowed really nicely and it looks like it's just it just came out of the box. So Oh, right on. Yeah, are those yeah.
1: big are those so, big tires on it? Made of rubber or is it just hard plastic?
0: Hard plastic. Plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hard plastic. So, yeah, I I love those and and the PDT eight. Um, I I really like this thing. I just you know, yeah, yeah. The MCL three. If I have to pick one out of the three, I would say the MCL three. The tank tank mm-hmm. kind of thing was a little boring for me. Um. But the other two, the MTV7 and the PDT8, um, I really, really like those.
1: Uh, Ryan, what do you think of the Rinny Rigs?
2: Oh, let's see. So the MTV7, um, this one notoriously is known in a lot of Sarlacc circles. I think Gus called this the Fred Flintstone car a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it. I, I don't know. I know a lot of people who think this is one of the stupidest vehicles. They I'd ever have to did. agree on that. It, it, it is pretty crazy i don't quite get <laughs> whatever
1: <that. laughs>
2: whatever but uh it, yeah i i you know what it bounces up and down what i i don't get that uh the pd 8 is actually kind of cool it looks like it would fit right in with the rebel base stuff on echo base um so it kind of works like it was a little transport i don't know if fx7 is supposed to be driving it all the time as that's what the show on the box uh but well, i uh, mean
3: come on ryan it gives him something to do okay
2: yeah. <laughs> but how did he get I in thought, there
3: what else is that well they the, <laughs> the rebels clearly are lifting does, him into that thing does
2: he have jets like r2 i mean <laughs> oh
3: a little backstory there
2: yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, all we need and the mcl3 i actually liked this as a kid i thought it was a really cool vehicle i used it as a rebel vehicle um i think i also like redecoed mine when I was in the GI Joe and made it a Cobra vehicle for GI Joe, but uh, I yeah. thought it was—I thought it was kind of a cool little tank vehicle. It seemed to fit, um, fit well. I think I've got two in my my um, off display right now. Does it now. roll but, on uh, treads? I... No, it looks like it has treads, but it has little plastic oh, wheels. Oh, kind of like underneath. a hiss tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was—I
4: exactly. was just going to say that is totally a mini hiss tank.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> That was a fun little vehicle. I always had like a, a
5: rebel general in it uh, piloting around. Jake, um, of the three, as a kid, I only had again the MTV seven uh, multi-terrain vehicle. In my mind, what it did is it was like steamrolled the snow, <laughs> so it was solid for the ads to walk on. Oh. That was my that was my just in its existence okay. apparently when I was a kid because I knew it wasn't in the film, and so. Um, but yeah, uh, over the years, you know, I'm sure like all of us have, we all know someone who had Star Wars stuff as a kid, and then they say, hey, you like Star Wars? You want this stuff? And they bring over a box or something. I've had this happen many a times. And over the years, I think just about every collection I've inherited had a PDT in it. So I have like 10 of them now, which I didn't have as a kid, but I have I have them in all sorts of shapes and sizes and conditions. Um but yeah, but I think the coolest though out of these three is definitely the MLC because going back to GI Joe, GI Joe had such, man, they did such a great job making really intricate vehicles that figures can go inside of and, you know, you can have whole tanks and environments and stuff where, you know, figures just disappear in, and uh, the MLC is the one that kind of simulates that, you know, you can actually put them completely inside the vehicle. So I think that's the coolest of the three. Um, but yeah, I have uh, a fair amount, <laughs> fair number of these now.
3: Doing some shopping for some mini rigs right now yeah. on eBay.
1: Are you, are you looking they for? They are PD, plentiful, a PDT? plentiful. Yeah. Not 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 expensive. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy.
3: Fill your stocking with an MTV Seven. What do you think about that,
0: Jason?
1: Like I said, I didn't really like these as a kid. <laughs> as an adult, I don't think I like them much either. Do you have have any of them? I've never had a a mini-rig.
0: What? Did you not notice that? That was the first thing when I walked into Jason's uh, vintage room. I was like, oh my god, there's no mini-rigs. I don't have any. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I said, Chris. (laughs) Oh
1: my god. God. Shocking. That's my confession. Shocking. My my, uh, vintage Star Wars room (laughs) is completely void of mini-rigs. Of course, if it it was me, I guess I'd have
3: to uh, better shop for AFA... 85 mini (laughs) rig. just kidding next i thought you're going with afa 40 stuff
1: that's what i go with (laughs) yeah (laughs)
3: it's about my price price range right about
1: now next we have the turret and probot play set i got this for my uh 10th birthday in 1983 so it had been out for a couple years when i got it um but, man, I loved this thing as a kid. The uh, turret was so much fun to uh, put the troops in, and and uh, the ProBot was cool, too. I was a little confused why the ProBot was so close to the turret, because that's not what happened in the movie. <laughs> but uh, I, I've always loved this playset. Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. You ha- I'm sure you have this. What do you think about it?
2: I do. This is one I picked up uh, in the 90s off the old uh rec. Art Star Wars groups. And uh, I think it's a pretty cool playset. I love that you've got the turret right there, uh, and and the Probot was actually pretty cool. I mean, I think did, when the Probot was brand new, were those legs ever stiff, or did they just always just hang limp? I think they were. All...
3: <laughs> they were they were pretty stiff, really? um, if I really? remember. Yeah. Well, it was t- it was how far you kind of jammed them into the into the base, you know, of the of the middle section of the Probe Droid. Okay. Yeah, they Um, stuck in place pretty well, if I remember correctly.
2: All right. Um, But, you know, I picked up I thought It was a pretty cool place. It's a great kind of diorama piece. Uh, You know, it it has a lot there. It has the probe, it has the the turret, and that's the only way we ever got those. I I don't know what else I could say about it. I think it's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Chris, you have this? Um, No, I don't. And uh, I didn't even – it existed until like the 90s. I never saw that because the first Star Wars movie I saw in the theaters was uh, Jedi, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like the end, the end of, of the whole vintage area area uh, era. And um, yeah, I never knew this thing existed until uh, around like 93, 94 ish, something mm-hmm. like that. And I still haven't gotten the chance to pick one up. So, but that's I think that's definitely uh, one you of my purchases it. for at least year. get it for yeah. the
1: Probot because the Probot is really cool. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, what do you think about this uh, playset? You know, as a
4: kid, I, I wanted this very specifically. I, I wanted it so badly because, you know, both of the elements here that really make this playset, the Turd and the Probot, obviously it's in the name, and those are so iconic. I mean, you know, even like I said, I, it's a few years before I was to actually see the movie, but any picture, uh, book, uh, um, storybook, whatever, pictured these items. I knew what these things were. And, you know, it was actually only really fairly recently that we got pretty decent uh, turrets, even in the modern era, you know, when we got that uh, fairly large one that, uh, what was it, it was a Target exclusive at one point, and I forget where it originally came out. Uh, actually, I guess they were both Target exclusive. One was that really large set with mm-hmm. an ATST and some figures, and then they later made it into a smaller set. So, I mean, it, it was, golly, another... 25 years later before we'd get a, a, you know, any, another decent one. And uh, I think when you had, if you had this, the Imperial attack base, they were really good counters to each other. And I I would uh, occasionally use the uh, Hoth Ice Planet playset to actually do this scene, you know, kind of hide Chewbacca behind that little mound, you know, in the left corner and put Han to the side and kind of set this, uh, the probot up in between them. I um, I'll tell you what I, I love the ProBot. I, I kind of consider him just a, a, a cool standalone figure. It it didn't take me too long to break one of those legs though and uh, to to this day the only ProBot and turret playset I have is the one I had as a kid and it's it's uh, one of these legs is super glued, and it's my dad did such a good job super gluing it back on that you, you you can barely tell unless you you know to look for it, and it's the it's the one I have in my collection wow, to this that means day.
1: super glue must really last a long time. <laughs> it's it's wicked.
2: <laughs> don't you remember that dude who'd get his helmet yes. stuck to the uh Come yes. on. The, yeah. <laughs> he,
5: he's, he's still hanging there, guys.
1: Yeah, I bet he is. <laughs> uh, Jake?
5: No, I didn't have this one as a kid. Um, I think uh, the folks probably said, well, you already have the Imperial attack base, so you probably don't need another a white play set. So I didn't get this one as a kid, um, but I did stumble across one later on, of course, in the 90s when we were filling in the holes of our collection for the first time. Um, And I remember I got one in a box that just looked like it had been through 15 floods and about five riots. Um, But the nice thing about it was I opened it up and inside it was a bunch of... uh, (laughs) Uh, laser dish guns. So someone had uh packed it full of uh. What's the real name of that thing? The um. Are we talking about it later? Uh, the accessory. Oh, the
4: the laser can the tripod.
5: Yeah. Uh, not the not the eWeb one, but the The radar um, laser can. The other one. Thank you. Radar. Oh, yeah, the, Rebel, the
4: Rebel one, okay. Yeah,
5: the Rebel one. It had like three or four of those loose just in there, and it wasn't even advertised, or you know, they said, it's just the ProBot. So, um, yeah, this isn't one that uh, I had as a kid, but um, it, it's okay now. It it wasn't like, you know, a vintage toy that I got and was like, man, I'm so glad I finally got this. It was, you know, okay. I mean, we've had, um, you know, we've had a couple versions of this since, so that also kind of takes a little bit of its luster away from me as I'm, you know, a new and old collector. You know, there's definitely stuff that I can put in place of this. Because in addition to those uh, Ultimate Battle Pack ones that Jerry was talking about, didn't they also do this in uh, Power of the Force in the green packaging?
1: Yes, I think they had
5: a turret come out as well, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, but it was... Garbage! <laughs> it was, yeah, it was an undersized one. I actually had oh, an it alt... I have it out on my I, display, and it it beats a blank, but it's not it's not like this one. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think this is uh, pretty good, uh, pretty up to scale with the figures as well, the turret.
1: Yeah, did you have this time? Uh, are you sure? Well, I think closer I think, to that,
3: uh, closer than the other one. No,
5: closer than pilot Force, but I think what's the best scale, of course, because they can do it, is the um, action, uh, the micro collections.
4: Oh it, absolutely, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I think that is probably the best figure to turret. Yeah, yeah, those are those
3: there. are really fun. That's great, Jake. Thanks for did you have mentioning this? Did those. You ha- Tom, Sorry, Tom. No one Tom, cares. Did, have <laughs> this? did you have this? Oh yeah, I love this one. This was yeah. great. Um always use the top of the turret for when uh the uh bottom exploded, the top would uh separate <laughs> and uh fly to safety. I, I
1: think I might have done that too. It makes. Sense. Yeah,
3: it was a great. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. they. Eject! Yeah they. Yeah they come. <laughs> did you and say the...
1: saucer separation? Yeah. I did. I said saucer. Star, Trek oh, bo- Star Trek... Wrong,
3: wrong Star podcast.
1: Trek borrowed the concept from, from this.
3: Clearly. <laughs> the, the, the
2: yes. Galaxy of toys. Come on.
3: Ooh. Yeah, I thought it was great. I think um, uh, I had many ad- adventures. Uh, the The hatch to the uh, to the turret there, would open and close, and you could pile all your figure friends in there because uh, it was getting cold and you know boy I could just come up with a little story right now All
1: right, but I won't. The uh, second playset released in 1981 was the Dagobah action playset this is another one of my favorites I really like this playset there's just a lot of fun features it's got the, uh, the the clip that you can put on Luke and make him levitate and turn upside down and and it's got a the, Yoda's little hovel or cave or where did it, wherever he lives. And the the quicksand for R2 to slide into. And a little spot where Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker can duel. And it came with a couple of boxes that Luke can lift. Um, just so many fun things. I, I think they should just repaint and re-release this at some point. Oh, uh, agreed. Jake, what do you think about this? You with me? <laughs> oh,
5: love! Oh, absolutely loved this one as a kid. Loved, loved, loved it. Played with it so much. On, uh, took meticulous care of it despite losing the uh, branches, mm-hmm. the you know the little hook. Those are my two pieces that are missing. I need to replace those. But yeah, loved this set. Um, yeah, no, it was great. It was just a uh, quality, and I still love it today. And like you said, I would love to see it reissued. I mean, because um, as we know and I think Chris, you did an article on it at Jedi Business uh, a while ago about. All I'm looking at
3: those pictures myself on Jedi Business.
5: Yeah, all the Easter right eggs yeah. that are uh, on this piece. You know, yeah. there's so many animals that aren't um, that you can't. You know, you have to really mm-hmm. get down there and look. And then uh, we know that there's some names on there, and it's just, it's a great piece. You know, I what I've been wanting to do i can't speak tonight. What I've been wanting to do is. Um, Buy a kind of a beater one and paint it to bring out all the different vines and animals and you know all the stuff that's molded into the environment there. Yeah. And yes, I, like many others, uh, had this piece, took great care of it, pulled it out of the box about oh, <laughs> 12, 13 years ago and went, man, this looks great. I can't believe this foam held up. And I put my finger right in the middle of it. And it just like, like <laughs> moon dust. Just my thumbprint is now in what was a perfect, oh.
1: perfect foam
5: because it hadn't been played with yeah. for, you know, a while. Sat in a box. And yeah, just that one I've, little index. Hardly just, anyone
1: that I, oh. you know, seems like nobody has these with foam in good condition. They just,
5: no, don't it just I've heard, I no, sure
1: it. don't. And I don't want to recommend anything because I have no idea if this works. But I've heard people like, put hairspray on the foam to try to preserve it longer i have no idea if that helps but i have heard that i
5: it just <laughs> seems like everyone just rips it out I and replaces a, it with some yeah, dyed I took foam a
1: sponge and painted it uh brownish yeah. green and then just put it up in there and it and it looks pretty good it still looks i mean it doesn't look yeah. exactly like it did but it's
3: there's something. nothing like Jam and r2 in the swamp yeah. there that that was always yeah, fun yeah
1: yeah uh jerry any uh any thoughts
3: on this play set? Yeah, I mean, this is a, I had this as a kid,
4: loved it. I mean, when I first saw the commercials, I wanted that swamp. I thought, you know, that was just the coolest play feature. And you're right, I even remember as a kid just looking through everything molded in this piece and just like, wow, what's that and what's that? And, you know, I was just fascinated by it. And, you know, I broke it probably in a couple different spots. That little tree branch and the little hook you put around Luke's waist, that didn't last long. It was kind of fragile, but... Kind of an interesting story. Uh, I, I actually, about ten years ago, bought a Dagobah, uh playset that was uh, in a sealed box because I, you know, I didn't have the box and I remember I thought the box had great artwork and all that good stuff. And about a year ago, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't really want to hold on to too many sealed items from a collectability perspective because, you know, they're very cool to have that, but if I can't open it and interact with a toy, what, what's the point? I, I had my original one as a kid to this day, did what you did. I kind of went to Hobby Lobby and bought a little something to put in there and quote-unquote restore the, the foam, and I just thought, hey, you know, I'm just going to get rid of this one that's boxed, and I'll sell it and be in a mint and seal box, some, somebody I'd be interested in. And the person who wanted to buy it actually specifically asked me to remove the item he said, "Look, I'm going to buy it, but I need to know what that foam looks like. I got to know what that foam looks like." And I said, "No, all right. I took a little bit of a risk there, but I, but I understood with Dagobah that someone's, someone probably really doesn't want to buy that sealed. They really want to know what's going on in there. And as you can imagine, being that it uh, was was never opened, never assembled, I opened it and pulled it out, and sure enough, the foam was there, but it looked bad. It looked, you know, like." And I've read a lot of people say that, hey, if you got one that's intact, don't think it's okay to touch it because it will disintegrate into dust. And I p- pulled it out, took a few pictures of it, put it right back in, sent the guy. And he said, you know, hey, awesome. Uh, he won the auction. I sent it to him and, you know, got good feedback. So I guess everything was fine. But what was really cool to me, and I took a million pictures of this, and I, I'm going to put something together on this from uh, for a vintage viewpoint here uh, sooner than later. But unopening – a brand new Degaba in the year 2013 to me was such a cool experience. You know, it, it was, it was being seven again, you know, of like trying to see, Hey, what's this phone look like? And seeing all of it unassembled and, uh, all the brand new pieces. It was so cool. Such a cool experience. Ryan.
2: Um, I got, I know I've talked about this a number of times on the show, but, um, I, that box of stuff I bought at a, uh, um, flea market type of thing for 5 bucks. I had the Dagobah playset, but it was, like, missing everything. It was just, like, the base and the tree, and I've picked up most of the pieces that go with it. I have the little sliding deal for it, Luke hang-ups, hang Luke upside down or turn him around. Um, I think I have one of the rocks now, if I remember correctly. I'm still missing a rock, and I've never had the uh, the swamp in there. It was gone when I got it. Uh, but I've just put, like, rocks in there that are sticking out of it, so it still looks dead for my uh, display. But I agree with uh, Jake. They could just repaint this and re-release it, and it'd be fantastic.
0: Chris, do you have this? Yeah, I actually picked it up this year. And uh, I never had it as a child, And uh, but this year I kind of stumbled across it at the, at the Lake City Toy mm-hmm. Show. And uh, I paid 20 bucks for it, came with... Uh, complete mint condition with the box. That's wow! A good deal. Yeah, nice box. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy with it, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember this Tom, but when we were at the toy table a few years ago, Lynn, who used to run the store,
3: mm-hmm.
0: she pulled one out and she showed us the locations where the the sculptor. Of this piece, etched the name of his daughter in. Remember that? I don't, you know what? I don't remember that, Chris. I have to you be don't. honest with you.
3: Yeah. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at your pictures on Jedi Business and, and yeah, they're, they're nicely hidden, but when you highlight them, they're definitely, there's no mistaking that they're there. So that's yeah. really kind of a fun, fun little Easter egg. Yeah.
0: yeah even, even when you know, where they are, they're still difficult to spot. I mean, it took me forever to find them again once I had the playset at home.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but That's yeah, great, they're definitely there.
3: Great playset.
0: I'm with you guys. I'm I'm with you, Ryan and, and Jake. Um, you know, they could definitely re-release this thing, and I think this holds up really well.
1: Yep, they they need to re-release this along with the uh, deaths. Uh, this uh Star playset because everybody wants that
3: back.
5: <laughs>
1: Oh man! I thought we were done with that. Come on, stop it! Um, All right. Uh, anybody Anything else on this? Anybody wants to say, or can I move on? You didn't go
0: to me, but I'll say that I loved
1: it. (laughs) You loved it.
0: Um, I just want to say that um, when I bought when I bought the Mm Dagobah playset, Cherry my the my playset had the foam on it as well, and I touched it, and this thing just basically fell apart. and it just oh. fell. Apart. It was just gone. It was just nasty and it smelled. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you hear the sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> Were you,
3: did it depress
1: you <laughs> when you saw it just disintegrate like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like, I was really surprised how, like, that it just fall fell apart like yeah. that.
1: One of, um, you know? a Sarlacc member from our Seattle club, uh, Leonard, Leonard Chavez, he has one with the foam still intact and, it still looks okay and I know I, Next time we're there we're just going to he, touch he, it I, he, Yeah he will, <laughs> We'll do it when, when We'll blame like, it on hey, Ryan vintage collection, I think hey. he frequently <laughs> says Do not touch the Dagobah playset like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a ticking time bomb though Eventually it's going to go but That foam will not last yeah. It's like Death Star foam no, but there's, worse.
0: There's an eBay seller who um, Makes replacement Pieces and I got mm-hmm. one of those How does it look? Um, It looks really good. Oh, really? Nice. It looks very close to the uh, to the original. I mean, you can clearly tell the difference, right? But I mean, the Dagoba playset without the foam in it kind of looks incomplete, you know. And but once you have that replacement thing, it it looks really good, you know. Is this the same
5: vendor on eBay that sells the uh, trash compactor foam?
0: I do not know. I, I I can send you the I can send you the link where I bought it from.
5: Yeah, do it. I would like to. But I mean,
0: you know what, though? That kind of makes me wonder about like vintage collectors because I'm not a hardcore vintage collector myself um, because it seems like vintage stickers and vintage like replacement foams or um, in, in this case for the, uh, the Digoba playset, the, uh, the Swamp piece, are those kind of considered to be accepted replacement pieces? Uh,
1: I think the hardcore vintage people would say no. But I think if it's you know it's your for your display and you want it to look okay i'm I think it's okay. Right. I ordered the death Star foam to just a nibble on it while <laughs> I'm think, watching I TV. People, I think what people <laughs> worry about is that replacement parts, replacement foam will, or stickers or anything will get mistaken as originals and people will try to sell stuff that's not original and but I, I think right. I think if you're if you're if you know what you're looking for i You should be able to tell. Honestly, if you see a Dago Bob playset and the foam is like brand new and doesn't look like it's gonna disintegrate, you probably should know that it's probably not the original foam.
0: Yeah. Touch it a few (laughs) times to make sure.
4: Yeah, the, the acid test for that does not require acid. I mean, it will just
0: disintegrate.
4: But I, I and you know what? Just um, I don't get too you know too much into debates about reproduction. I mean, a lot of my vintage items in my collection I, I had as a kid, so I have that like firsthand verification of like, yeah, that's what I had a, as a kid. I've always had that. But no matter how you feel on that, I think you got to take Degobah foam and just put it in another category. I mean, if someone is selling it on eBay with original foam and perfect shape and you can play with it i mean you you just need to know that's a bunch right. of crap um and personally like i said the degaba that's in my collection is my original one as a kid i bought some green squishy foam type fabricy type thing from hobby lobby stuffed it in there it does not look like the original but it looks really cool it makes a good display and for my collection to put my vintage yoda and my bespin you know i guess really what's my quote-unquote bespin luke but you know what i mean the little Vader in the background, sensor scope R two, that's my display, and it's it's perfect mm-hmm. for my collection.
3: Sweet. If I if I remember that uh, that
1: foam was really kind of a soft, really fine foam. Yeah, it's, it's 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 more it's more delicate than the Death Star foam. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. Death's
3: the foam. The the Death Star foam yeah. was a little coarse, but this was really fine. And when you st- when you put the uh, R two in there, it just kind of it was really interesting. It kind of, uh, it would if you stuck it in right. Them. Yeah, If it, exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to get out. But, uh, you know, I can't put together a sentence to I'm save sure, my life. So I'm sure thank when you. they were
1: designing it, they did not take into consideration that anyone would still be playing with these toys <laughs> <laughs> 35 years later. <laughs> a, in, in I'm sure some years. of these
3: designers are just going, what? really? People are still, go home, guys.
4: Hey, in a hundred years, all of our action figures are going to melt anyway. It's, oh. <laughs>
3: it's tragic. All right, mine, mine won't be because I'm going to be buried with mine. <laughs>
5: okay, King Tut. Um,
2: be buried in a giant thing of Dagobah foam. Uh,
5: they're going to hear you, gonna, Ryan. You're in your tunnel.
3: <laughs> scrape, they're going to scrape open a, a little opening in my tomb, and they're going <laughs> to yeah. ask, "What do you see?" nerd crap no, no, tons no, 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 no. of nerd crap the,
2: tom's casket will just be lowered into digabuffo in the, oh, the area of his site will just be foam. well thing.
3: we're going to be buried together right ryan no, we talked no, about that no, 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 we no, talked no, about no, that no. earlier no no no, no,
2: no, no.
5: <laughs> if you guys aren't married by age 45 you have to
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
3: a life pact
5: uh 799 on ebay replacement swamp foam reproduction mm
3: yeah, I think that's something. Lo- send a I send think. a link to that, Jared, Jakey. I want to take a look. Yabbo. at that.
1: Um, let's move. Let's move on to 1982. Kenner was still going mighty strong. Indiana Jones. Not with that line, no. That line, <laughs> no, really. you know. But competition really heated up for Kenner in 1982 because Hasbro brought in GI Joe, and I think for the first time they were they had some Mac. Things had some got ac- tough. Competition, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were sweating Mego's uh, Star Trek line or whatever Mego was doing at the time. But that G.I. Joe, I think, gave them a run for their money. And He-Man, came, He-Man was coming up around this time, too, I think. Um, yeah. But anyways, back to Kenner. Um, they released uh, action figure accessories, uh, three in this assortment, a radar laser cannon, the, tri- uh, the tripod laser cannon, and the vehicle maintenance energizer. These I like much better than the mini rigs because they're actually in the film. I had the uh, radar laser cannon and the... Uh, is, it, is it just called the tripod laser cannon? I thought it had a different name. No, Tri- tripod. Okay. Yep. Tripod laser, right. yes. Tripod. Um, and I never had the vehicle maintenance energizer, but I definitely want to pick one up. Um, Jerry, you have the, do you have these? Yes, yes. And
4: for the... Very reason that you stated, these are clearly in the film, uh, particularly the radar laser can. hack. I mean, it's actually the second one we got because there was one that came with the uh, right. ice plant Hoth that was much smaller, mm-hmm. and this was such an upgrade and had a really cool uh, play feature of exploding. And um, the vehicle maintenance energizer, if you had asked me back then, I would have said, no, this this isn't in the movie, but i got to have all these little tools for uh, Chewbacca to you know have. I actually took the tools out and put them in that little cargo area in the Falcon, you know, that's supposed to represent where they, <laughs> they hid. And that's where I placed those. Those were Chewie's tools. I didn't have much of a use of the uh, the, the, the item itself. And it wasn't until uh, Steve Sansweet's um, Action Figure Archive book came out, I think in, what was it, 97, 98, or whatever it was, 99 or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. He has two little pictures, and I actually have the book in front of me, that shows this item what I I think is actually in the original Star Wars, not Empire, showing them like under X-Wings and stuff. I'm like, oh, dear God, this, these were actually in the movie. And I didn't realize that till about, you know, 10, 15 years ago that these were actually in the film. But um, I actually ended up with about three of these because I kept losing tools and kept begging my mom to buy me a new one so I could get the tools back. So I have like one complete set of tools and yet three of the actual um, items, you know,
5: I was exactly like you. I didn't. I didn't think they were in the uh, film, the Energizer, until later on. And you're like, "Oh my gosh, it was there!"
1: I'll just go to you then, Jake. What? Uh, you, what are your uh, thoughts on these?
5: I didn't have any yeah. of these as a kid, actually. I didn't get any of the access. It's weird. I had, I got the big mm-hmm. stuff clearly. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that you know I had the troop transport and the Adet and the Falcon, but I didn't have these all the little stuff that came out like the accessory sets. Um. But yeah, no, I've uh, I've picked up all of them uh, since, and uh, they're great. They they are, um, yeah, they are. They're cool more than um, like you said, like the mini rigs, because they have the detail that really like it, it makes uh, like if you're doing dioramas, this definitely adds another level mm-hmm. to it. I mean, for example, I mean we don't see a lot of this even now in the current Hasbro line. They've never made the vehicle maintenance energizer. You know since um yeah, and I was lucky enough to get one that was uh minty mint and um this is in the nineties when I was filling in the holes a lot, and I uh, had all the weapons all the tools,
1: the, the eight hydro spanners,
5: yep, yep, so I was lucky to have that as well, but yeah they're they're great um they're great pieces, and like the cord of the tripod wraps up into the little uh you know, ammo crate that it comes with. And like I said, I ended up with a bunch of radar lasers cause I bought another toy and these were a bunch of them were stuffed in there. The, so the, um,
1: cool. the, uh, the Imperial tripod laser cannon, they re-released mm-hmm. that in the, like around 97. Is the it the Force. same mold? Yeah. Is it the exact same mold? No, no. it's not. No. Okay. No. Now I thought it was,
4: it's got, um, it's got, a. It, um, the, the, the legs on this vintage one kind of, um kind of collapse mm-hmm. like yeah you know, as if your imperial snow trooper is going to like pick it up and carry it off but and the but the newer ones are, are much okay. different
5: you know the the thing that does sh- kind of always struck me about these three is that the radar laser is like just four big plastic pieces whereas everything else has got a lot more detail a lot more pieces i always thought it was a little cheaper than the other two um just the fact that it's you know it's just it's literally just four plastic pieces that you know fit together so it, it it wasn't quite as impressive as all the cords and cables and hydro spanners that came with uh the other two so it was probably the lesser of the three
1: chris you have any of
5: these
0: uh yeah I have all of those and I like them as a kid as well oh. um, the vehicle maintenance energizer was uh one of those that I didn't have as a kid but I picked one up um, this year, and I still haven't opened it yet. Did you? So, do you know if it has pretty...
1: all the? So you don't know if it has all the eight uh, hydro spanners.
0: Well, Seal. it's sealed. And sealed, okay. yeah. And uh, they they go for pretty reasonable prices. I think I paid forty five mm. for mine or forty nine, which I didn't think was too bad considering it's you know still yeah. sealed and the box looked okay. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, I think th- those are great toys, though, like especially like when you would set up a battle sequence, you know, um, the laser cannon um, for the snowtroopers and um, the, the the whole the radar dish. I mean, uh, yeah, those those made a lot of sense, I thought, yeah. you know,
1: uh, Tom, which one do you like the best out of these three?
3: Well, I didn't have any of these, but I think I would have definitely gone with the tripod laser yeah. cannon. I don't know how I missed these. These are great little, uh, great little accessories. I must this... have been looking up at the figures, uh, planning my <laughs> next, my next move with those, rather than looking down um, at these guys. So yeah, I'm kind of surprised how I missed these, but these are these all
1: really make sense and and, and are really cool. So Ryan, which one do you think is the best out of all these these three?
2: Um. I mean the vehicle ma- maintenance center treasure is kind of cool because it it definitely does you know come from those movies and it fits right in with the dioramas and everything but like I had the tripod laser cannon as a kid but it got broken all the heck and I had to buy a new one as an adult. Um I don't know what happened to it. I think it got run over by something something around in there. Um but the the funny thing is the radar laser cannon I really didn't even know existed. I always had the one from the playset and I thought that was it. And um then uh, I, I think I came across the, the bigger one. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a bigger one. And so I bought it Like in the last couple of years, too, is when I finally picked that up. And it's, it's pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. The nice thing about these is all three of them come right out of the movie. They fit really well in the dioramas. Um, and they look great. Um, Kenner did a great job on, on replicating how mm-hmm. these should look.
1: Next, we have another wave of, of mini rigs um they made two more in 1982 the cap 2 or the captivator and the int4 the interceptor um more stuff that wasn't in the movie i gotta say though the cap 2 does does look kind of cool jerry thoughts on these two
4: yeah i mean i i had them as a kid and um i gotta admit though i i certainly thought these were the lesser of the mini rigs i mean i (laughs) I thought the Cap 2, and I, maybe I'm easily uh, influenced by the marketing, the packaging, and the toys, but I, I always felt like the Cap 2 was very much like something bounty hunters would use to capture people. I mean, the box shows, Bosk, you know, using it, and I did very little with mm-hmm. it. The suction cups never worked, and, you know, I, I had it, and I kind of left it in my bins and didn't do much with it. I definitely used the INT4 as a uh, Imperial uh, item and would put... Um, you know, the Imperial pilots in there, random stormtroopers, some, somebody, but, um, yeah, I didn't do very much with them. I didn't had them, but didn't even play with them very much. Didn't, they just didn't, didn't have a great fit, you know, for, uh, what I was doing and playing the, the, creating my own scenarios with, with my Star Wars figures. And yeah, it didn't, 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 uh, didn't go to this wall too often. Uh,
0: Chris B. Um, yeah, I, I had those when I was a kid, but, Lost them over the years, and I was able to pick up the uh, INT4 this year at the toys table, and uh, open it. And uh, yeah, still, still a cool vehicle. Uh, I always thought it was weird that the laser cannon in the front was like super wiggly, mm-hmm. so you could kind of like shoot crooked and stuff. So I kind of never, never liked that kind of feature. Um, and uh, I'm with Jerry on the cap too um, my, my suction cups never worked well either. Um, so I, you know, those two vehicles, I mean, I guess they were okay, but definitely not among my, my favorite vehicles when I was a kid. Tom, did
1: you know about these when you were a kid or did you miss these two?
0: No, I, I knew about this. I had
3: the, uh, uh, the INT4, uh, Cap 2, I don't remember, but I, I don't know, between the two of them, I think, uh, I think bosk is rocking pretty hard in that cap too maybe i would have gone for that one if i would have seen it but the int4 was would pretty cool but now that i now that i hear that the suction cups didn't work um that would have definitely been a downer for me because that would have been a uh you know sticking it on the uh on the uh fridge would have definitely probably been the first thing that
1: i was going to do with that guy <laughs> jake if you could only have one of these two which one would you take
5: Ooh, that's a good question uh well, the INT looks like the uh, head of a chicken walker, <laughs> and the uh, Cap 2 looks like the G.I. Joe Pogo oh, the ball. Cobra oh.
1: Commander's vehicle of choice. Mm-hmm.
5: So that's a good question. Do you like uh, these? Probably. Uh, I didn't have them as a kid, but uh, in retrospect, uh, and now if I had to go back to my little self, I'd probably go with the mm-hmm. Cap. It's a little more unique. These,
1: did these cost about the same amount as an action figure at the time?
5: Uh, I believe. I think a little bit were, more, maybe um, double.
1: They were like I five, think, five, oh. six dollars. Yeah, I, I think they were four ninety nine ish. I never would have chosen says, these over an action figure, never.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, that was my <laughs> conundrum back then.
2: I actually have a boxed one with a price tag that says four ninety two from Toys R Us. Really?
1: Oh.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that means they're three ninety nine everywhere else. <laughs> in Maybe. yeah, in some place <laughs> was that at? Uh, where was that? Where'd you get that at, Ryan?
2: Uh, I bought it at uh, Lynn's. Maybe.
3: Oh, oh, I thought you 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 were a kid back in the day and you got no, it no, at. Uh,
2: but where was that? Uh, what's that place called? What, oh, Arnie's. <laughs>
3: Arnie's. Uh, what's it called? Discount Arnie's. Toys? What?
2: Discount toys.
3: Dun- dungeon and discount toys.
2: <laughs> but um. The Interceptor 4, the INT 4, was one of my favorite vehicles as a kid. Um, I loved that on the box it shows it fitting inside the ADAT, and I thought that was really cool. Um, like the window mm. on the front of it looks like uh, looks just like the Imperial window stuff, and you could fold the wings down. I don't know, I love this ship. And yet, when I was a little older, I traded the one from my kid, from my um, childhood, for a, a water moccasin from G.I. Joe for, with another friend. And I always hated that I did that. So I actually own three of these now. I have, like, two loose ones and a boxed one because I think it's so cool. Um, so I would definitely go with the, uh, the Interceptor 4. But uh, the Cap 2, eh, it's okay. But uh, I always thought it kind of looked weird and didn't seem like it fit in the movie very well.
4: It looks so underwater, like you're going down to, like, you know, fish through the Titanic with it. I mean, with the mechanical yeah. <laughs> arms. I mean, it, it, it's a little out of place, but, you know, Tom, you mentioned about, like, uh, never, or, or actually, whoever mentioned about, like, never choosing these over yeah, action. Both triggers. of us. These were <laughs> normally, yeah, these are normally the gifts I got mm-hmm. from an aunt. You know, someone like, oh, I mean, I, I wanted to get you something Star Wars. And I didn't think you had this. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't. I, I don't think I ever once um, on the mini rigs chose them other than, you know, they were just giving me because somebody wanted to give me Star Wars because that's. I- who I was isn't I think had I
1: got these as gifts as a kid I might appreciate them more now um my aunt usually bought me socks or something so
3: <laughs> something I would so you could have gone with a cap too you know you could have gone with one well, of those instead I'd of two socks again I
1: would take anything Star Wars over socks um not that I didn't need socks who doesn't right but but come on <laughs> uh, come on summer of according to the according to the uh the little kenner Uh, collections brochure that i'm going through as we go through this podcast available summer of 1982 was the scout walker also known as the atst and that's a really good toy fun got a good play value i can't think of anything that's wrong with this maybe tom can are you kidding i love (laughs) i
3: I remember watching the uh it's vintage guys come on I remember watching the commercial and just flipping the hell out when I saw that thing walk. Was that not yes. the coolest thing? Kid
1: goes, "Good hunting, sir." Doesn't he...
3: that pretty much sold it? That <laughs> uh, was uh, I was. Yeah. I l- literally threw myself into the car and <laughs> demanded to be uh, taken to Kmart so I could get one. I loved it. Yeah, everything about it was so fun and. I had uh, my childhood one up to about 15 years ago, and then I decided to sell it on eBay for some stupid reason because I'm an idiot.
1: It happens. Well, but, no, uh, man, I loved it. Lo- What's that, Ryan?
2: No argument here.
1: <laughs> ah, <jerk>. uh, Ryan, <laughs> what do you what do you think of this vehicle?
2: Scott Walker was awesome. I, I had this as a kid uh, as well, and I love that you could just press the button in the back and, and uh, make the mm-hmm. legs move. Plus, it had the deal where you could slide the little lever over and put it into stand mode so it would just stand there oh yeah Uh, but did they ever have problems with after a while playing with those legs like they just didn't quite work right after a while or anything yeah
3: they oh yeah i did really mine seemed to be maybe i just took better care of my toys right the trainers at
1: kenner were genius though for coming up with the whole mechanism
2: i I mean it it worked really well but i've noticed like my vintage one like when i stand it up it Mm -hmm. droops way down uh, as compared to like all the modern ones that they've made that, that stick up, you know, much higher. But it's like, it's it's trying to droop down and like take a drink of water or something. But, uh, um, I mean, it was a great, great little vehicle. A great idea for a toy, uh, to put in there, especially after Empire where you barely see it. I mean, obviously in Jedi we get plenty of them, but, uh, Empire, it was just kind of there for a couple seconds yeah. and gone.
1: Uh, Chris, what do you think about this vehicle?
0: Yeah, it's totally awesome. Um, yeah, I I loved this thing when I was a kid, and I still love it. Um, actually, I don't know if any of you guys have picked up the ATDP from Star Wars Rebels yes. that just mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, um, but I couldn't help but compare both of them next to each other. <laughs> and don't <it's>, do that. <laughs> I know, but it's it's weird, like just how much thought and how much play value they were able to add. You know, thirty plus years ago into this toy. And then you compare it to the ATDP, where it's just it doesn't do anything, and the figures don't fit right. And I mean, Kenner really got a lot of things right back then, and, and the ATST is definitely among those toys that just it's still. I think it still holds up really well.
5: Um, oh yeah, so, definitely yeah. holds up. They
0: reused
5: a couple times, even in the modern line. You know, yep.
0: right?
1: Any uh, any thoughts on this vehicle, Jerry?
5: Yeah, and I,
4: Ryan, you and I've had the same experience. I still have my original ATST as a kid, and I, I don't even display it anymore because that head droops down. I think the reason is I don't know if you did this, but one of the ways I played with it is I had the uh, I would always have rebels or Ewoks or something kind of get on the back of it behind the head, and the you know the way those those legs move up and down, they got that little plastic piece that kind of hooks into a. Uh, uh, a little rod that comes uh, comes off that base and that's kind of what it, one of the areas it swivels on you can easily disconnect those and I would have the heroes disconnect those and if you literally disconnect it the toy will collapse so that was kind of how I used it and how they you know disabled it and I think if you do that <laughs> oh two or three dozen times like I did that you're eventually going to really wear out some of the springs and Really, uh, it it just gets to the point it doesn't support its own weight over the the years. And the chin guns drop down on their own. I ended up putting like a little, you know, the little poster tack, you know, gummy type stuff that like you'd use to hang pictures um, before command strips came out. You know, I would use that to kind of hold the chin guns up. And so as cool of a toy it is, if there's one thing to knock about it, is that if you actually played with it to some degree, and I I played with this quite a bit, uh, just because I enjoyed it so much that it it does kind of start wearing down. And yeah, it, like, like you said, they, they've reissued this thing. I don't know how many times. And probably the most recent one I got was the, uh, was the one, you know, the, what I mentioned earlier with that turret. I also have that one and it stands, you know, 10 feet tall compared to the other one. And it's, uh, uh it, it's a testament that it took them to what, 2009 to completely revamp it, or 2010, when they, uh, what was it, a Walmart yeah, exclusive, so. when that came out, I mean, it it was quite a while, it was quite a while before they just, you know, did, redid it, which I think is a testament to how good this toy was.
5: Jake? I didn't have it as a kid, probably because I had the big one, <clears throat> but uh, the one I inherited was, like you guys have said, it's super wobbly <clears throat> in all places, <laughs> the head, the joints, the, yeah, you name it, chin gun. So um yeah, it, it doesn't quite hold up like uh so some of the other figures. D- d- I mean don't rest vehicles. it
1: over your Dagobah foam. <laughs> 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 um. no Dagobah invasions.
2: <laughs> oh boy.
1: All right. Um let's go to the uh next item on the list, the Hoth Wampa. And wow, it sure looks mighty white on this Kenner brochure. <laughs> mine is completely <laughs> yellow now, I think. I don't think there's any white left on it.
2: <laughs> Wampas are white?
1: What? Um, Ryan, is your wampa white?
2: <laughs> wampa, wampa! Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah,
1: that's so trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> We're going
3: to yeah, pay for better. that. Can't can't say that, Ryan. Can't say that.
2: Come on, let's ca- first.
3: it first. Actually, I always remember
2: being... a Shout out to the
1: kayak cats. Yeah,
2: there. yeah. Well, come on, we all remember that from the Oh commercial. yeah. Those uh, kids
1: went crazy. They must have they must have told yeah. the little kid in the commercial. This thing says Wampa as many times as possible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. I have two of these and they're both both pretty mm-hmm. yellow. Uh, one's my original one. I picked up somewhere else along the way. But fun toy. I mean, with the uh, the way the arms are done with the rubber band and everything yeah. in there gave him lots of range of motion so he could pick up Luke or whatever uh yeah, I, I think it was cool. Mine, I would always like the horns kind of move on him. So you can kind of lift them up. So if you if you move them up in the it kind of looks like he's scared all of a sudden, like eyebrows up type of thing. <laughs> I, I would do that with mine once in a while. But uh, fun toy. I mean, it, it really worked well. I, I was glad to get one.
1: Um, Jerry, how's the how's the uh, the Wampa that you own holding up? Is it yellow? yeah yeah i mean it's
4: like it's like i smoke in my house <laughs> or something i mean it's the uh it's it's the one i've had my entire uh you know child you know since my childhood and it's um yeah it's it, it's pretty yellow it's it's like the uh perfect accessory to have with if you're gonna own a tauntaun you got to have this yeah. thing right i mean they should they should have been uh in, in the u.s packaged together and i i believe they were outside the u.s but um yeah it's great i mean the the other thing is such a durable toy i mean i i I played with it quite a bit, swinging those arms back and, you know, getting it to always knock Luke off or knock over the Tauntaun. It, it held up great. Aside from the the, uh, the yellowing of the plastic, it's as, almost as good as it was when now, I first got the
1: it. The two arms of the Wampa are kind of connected together through a cord, right? It's a cord inside of there. Uh,
4: Yeah, yeah. there's some sort of elastic. Uh-huh band in there i've never actually seen one taken apart I, I i've never really gathered the two were connected to each other like i don't think if you move one the other one doesn't move in the opposite direction i think they are relatively independent but i am guessing
1: um, okay and uh those cords must be you know most toys that are held together with cords or bands don't last very you know they they break down but i don't see a lot of wampas that are where the cord has busted <clears throat>
5: No, and I think it's because of its smaller size, because, um, where was it? We were at one Sarlacc party where uh, Amy from our other show, uh, Ryan's show, uh, Collectible Collecting Cosmos. A cosmos. Collecting <laughs> the
1: Cosmos. <laughs>
5: um, we, uh, we put a Chewbacca back together whose uh, band hit mm-hmm. and broke, and we replaced it with something else. And uh, I th- it's really stretched, so I think the difference between that. Uh, like the 12-inch and the Wampas, that it's it's not going to be stretched as far because it's a much smaller distance across. So I would probably say that would be one bands of the reasons. made of
1: rubber, which ultimately will deteriorate? Yeah. Ultimately.
2: <laughs> Tom, are you clipping your toenails? Well, or something? You know,
1: you know <laughs> that's just, not me, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's definitely the uh, you know the, the company or the ingredients in the foam because we all <laughs> we've discussed the the Dagobah yeah. foam. But on the flip side, I have my micro collection uh, Death Star foam, and that stuff feels like the day really? it was made. I mean, it's still spongy. You can touch it. You can play with it. It has the same color, the same texture. So that stuff's not degraded mm. at
1: all. Mine's yeah, no, way,
3: Jake.
1: yeah, yeah that's about way. right. Yep. Tom, you said the Wampa was one of your favorite toys. Is that Did you say that on, a, on an old show? I I like uh-huh. the Wampa. I never uh, had the Wampa. I remember
3: uh, walk. uh walking through Sears one day and seeing an mm. end cap filled with these things and even then I wasn't it didn't move me enough to get uh, one of these. I don't mm. know why. I, I didn't have a Tauntaun either, but yeah. I like them and uh, I have talked about getting the General right. Giant that's, one, that's but what my, you go- said. my gosh, not not for that it's only four (laughs) hundred dollars
0: yeah i
3: don't think so there's a lot of things that you can do with 400 bucks and buying a wampa 30 inch wampa isn't one of them at this at this point in time Uh,
1: chris b um the kenner wampa do you think they've improved it over the years uh you think hasbro has improved the wampa or do you think this original kenner is the best one
0: Well, they got different things going for them right i mean the the modern ones definitely the sculpting is is way better than than the vintage one but the vintage one like you guys pointed out the the way you can like move the arms out and the way it holds up over the years still um it's, it's just really well done so i think from a play perspective I, I it's hard to say I mean kids I don't think kids might have a different approach these days to what they like to see in a toy but for me as a kid I love the vampa the, the wampa and you know like the arms the way they um, they don't feel loose at all I mean you can definitely take a, a hot look and and have the wampa hold it up again uh, over the head and um it's just a really, really well done toy, you know. But
3: it's not a it's not a very menacing Wampa. I mean, if you look at it, it looks like a Shih Tzu with a with Jack O' Lantern eyes eyes and a mouth.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> not a not a
3: scary Wampa. That's all I gotta say.
0: the The size I thought was was impressive as a kid. Always liked that it was yes. uh, towering over my over my figures. You know. Um.
1: Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. I- and I, for some reason, I think I got bored with it at some point, or I wanted to get a little bit more out of it when I was a kid, because I, I actually did, add some red color to, like, put some blood <laughs> on it, I guess. So. <laughs> um, was
5: that after watching the special edition?
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was definitely when I was a kid.
1: anybody else have anything else to about the Wampa before I move on? Mine's not all the way yellow yet. Mine's very
5: lightly yellow. It's very lightly pieced. But it's not all the way there it's only yet. Of time. I know.
3: Uh John I know. hasn't kicked Next in yet. next <laughs> Fully. Uh,
1: the Tauntaun returns, this time with an open belly. Um, has the uh the belly's kind of rubbery and is split in the middle, so you can put a figure inside. I'm guessing Luke Skywalker, most people would probably put Luke in it. Mine looks kinda The rubber's kind of hardened, and it's not as uh, pliable as it probably once was. And I haven't put any figures in it in a while. But uh, I think this is a pretty cool update. Uh, Tom, what do you think about this one? Never had either one of these. Mm. I stopped at the dewback because I stopped at
3: perfection. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey, hey, Tom, can, can we agree on this, that the saddle actually shows the legs on this one?
1: Yeah,
3: okay, let's
2: move
1: on Yes, it yes, does Just like the, uh, like the do-back They, they uh, molded legs into the saddle
3: I love I love bringing back Old, <laughs> old,
1: old stuff uh, Jake, do you think this was a good update? Oh my
5: gosh, this is a painful one for me Because I don't know why As a kid, I needed and wanted To have this one so, so bad And I never did as a kid And, um so, yeah, I don't know why I had the normal one, but this was just like I needed to have this, you know, I needed to do the scene because I remember as a kid memorizing, you know, all those lines that come from the iconic scene. thought they smelled bad on the outside. And so uh, I never had it as a kid, but I wanted it, wanted it, wanted it so badly. But now I don't do eBay because I've just, I have almost nearly a, very close to complete collection and it's all kind of come to me through other routes. So I haven't fallen in the trap of spending my life auctioning and bidding on stuff. So, um, have this, I haven't you could come have across this
1: tomorrow. If you were on eBay, you could have this in two days. <laughs> I know,
5: I know, but it's also part of the fun. I mean, what yeah. rush am I in? Clearly it's a 30 plus year old toy. Um, but the, uh, thing about this is every time I stumble across one, Man, that that hatch where you put Luke in is so that's degrading as well. The the plastic's either discolored or it's got a film on it. It's just Yeah, it's
1: kind of gross yeah. actually when you, Yeah.
5: Yeah. Have
0: you guys ever tried to clean it? Up? I have not. Cuz I'm wondering what would happen to it like if you would give it the same treatment as some of the vehicles and try to de-yellow it and just bleach it. It's kind of a it's kind of a soft rubber that part, isn't it? yeah
4: yeah yeah usually with those if you use like a just a little soapy water you can kind of get the sticky off of it. it's usually like the the plasticizers or the you know the you know what you put in rubber to make it soft that usually migrates to the surface and if you, you can kind of wipe that off a little bit but your mileage will probably heavily vary <laughs> for me the uh I, I wanted this one so bad just because uh, actually i, I just want another tauntaun because i kind of uh, ripped the uh the harness that you know pulled the yeah. harness apart the uh, the little buckle there it separate this tauntaun came with a much thicker belt you know around the you know, that, that went across oh. the belly so it was sturdier i think kenner probably figured out a thing or two or probably figured kids would be taking this one on and off more oh. to use this feature
1: i didn't know that so the the, the the uh the saddle belt thing is a new is is a is an updated oh it's I didn't different than that
4: yeah, it's different. Far more sturdy. Um, the other one tears. It's just got a really thin, uh, bu- you know, quote unquote buckle that you mm. slide the, the um, you know, kind of the latch around. in. you remember what I said? I didn't see the movie exactly. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine what was going through my mind? I mean, the, the packaging artwork. The tauntaun looks like it's giving birth to Luke. Okay. So yeah. I didn't see this movie originally. So I'm like why is luke coming out of tauntaun
3: tauntaun i I am your mother
4: (laughs) i don't think it would have
3: helped if someone explained to you luke was actually going into the tauntaun
4: to be fair even to this day i'm not convinced luke goes into it in so much as the guts just come onto him so the whole concept of the toy
3: is weird Yeah. (laughs) yeah that's a good point when i was a kid you know i thought that i thought that Han was just slathering guts onto Luke to warm him up, wow. but I guess that would have. Yeah, me too.
5: That's such a bad idea. Let's put yeah. wet <laughs> fluid on top of this hypothermic <laughs> dude.
3: Well, uh,
1: I'm going to go to mute. <laughs> ne- Next is the Rebel transport, which is more like a—it's a vehicle and a kind of a carrying case for action figures. And but mostly a carrying actress. case. Chris, this is one of your favorites, right?
0: Um, the yes. rebel transport is my favorite vehicle from the entire vintage line. Yeah, totally. Worked real well, uh, great as a carry case. I just got so much play value out of that one. Um, hands down, my favorite vehicle.
1: Really? Wow. Yes. I don't, I don't have this.
0: <laughs> I need to get one. Yeah, that's, that's the second thing I said to Tom when I walked to the yeah. vintage room. I was like, what, no mini-rigs? What, no Re- Rebel transport? Yeah, you know, the, is the brochure guy?
1: is kind of interesting because the uh, Kenner brochure has the Rebel transport with all the figures in it, and it has, you know, a couple Rebels piloting the, the vessel, and then behind them are, like, Lando, the Snowtrooper, Luke, um, Boba Fett, Darth Vader, the Death Star droid, um, another Luke from Tatooine, uh, Lobot's on it, Greedo, um, it's interesting how they're all—they're all kind of just like riding a bus or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like public right.
4: transportation in the uh, Star Wars universe. It was you
0: know, the perfect, have, uh, perfect thing to take the the figures outside to the mm-hmm. playground for me. See the Falcon, you know? Can you drop me off at
3: Thirty Second Street? I would always
1: cram all my figures into the <laughs> Falcon, so I, you know, I probably just didn't feel the desire to get it. But I agree, it looks really cool, and I—I I definitely want to pick. Unlike the mini-rigs, I definitely do plan on getting one of these. Um, Tom, what do you think about this vehicle? It's fine. I don't
3: have
0: much. (laughs) Show a little bit more respect to this iconic vehicle, man. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. It's
2: vintage. Come on, Tom. Don't you love it? (laughs) I think
3: Ryan's back on the surface of the moon. (laughs) Where do you have that microphone? Do you just put it behind your head or what? It's supposed talking. to be in no, front of your I'm mouth, Brian.
2: It is. It's like right, right next to my mouth. Yeah.
3: you just... Are you talking to us from within, <laughs> with the inside of a Tauntaun?
1: <laughs> even <laughs> no, it's that, even that's, Yoda's that's riding are, on the troop right? transport. Even Yoda. They're all, they're all it's there. Like the old, <laughs> that's the
5: vintage Star Tours right there.
3: Go go to Jerry. I'm, I, Jerry, I got what do you have on
5: this? this? You know, I, I actually always uh, treated this
4: more as a playset. I always kind of, um, you know, because t- to me, to be a vehicle, I guess the Falcon and the Adat sort of fell in this too. I, I never picked this thing up and zoomed it around and, you know, you know, you know, sort of thing with it. But I always took the top off, took, you know, set the, the, the pilots in the little cannon, you know, by the the guns on the back. And uh, I did use it for storage I, I, at a time I would put all of my loose weapons in the um, the little compartment in the back, and but I always actually used it as a. This is going to sound weird. I treat, treated this more like the blockade runner. I would always set it up as Darth Vader and the stormtroopers um, invading it because it was large enough that you could kind of set up the combat scene there. Uh, once you took the you know the gray piece that held the figures out, so to me this is more of a playset. Although I know it's technically a vehicle and. Yeah, I play the soup out it was one of the, the larger toys I, I got for Christmas the, the year it came out. And uh, I actually no longer have mine just because of it's just the, the condition that my my original one was in and how big it was. I mean, at some point I kind of make choices of like, hey, it, it's not exciting to display. I mean, it's a it, it, it's a blimp. I mean, so I mean, it's not the kind of thing I want to take up space in my collecting room, which is relatively limited, as I'm sure, you know, uh, a lot of folks are. And I didn't want to restore it, get a new one. I had the box for it, so it was a pretty decent little eBay sale for me, just to kind of get rid of it for the sake of space. But as a kid, it was uh, it was good. It was it, it it gave me some play value and gave me uh, another scene scenario to uh, to play Star Wars with.
0: Did you guys get a, a survival type kit with yours, Chris? Or I did. Um, I I don't remember, but. The funny thing was because I was still in Germany at the time, and yeah. uh, I remember seeing the uh, the advertising on the back of a card, um, but it was in English, so I didn't understand what it was saying. Huh? And uh, yeah, so no, I I don't think I. It might have come with the vehicle. I don't remember that. Um, but the weird thing is I do remember the survival kit, at, at least the advertising on the back of the card on one of the figures. Oh, gotcha, yeah. It, so. And it
4: wasn't the survival kit in so much as... Um,
3: well, I the mean, gas masks and stuff. Yeah,
4: you got the gas masks and the Hoth back, you backpacks. know, the, the white backpacks. I don't, I don't think you got the Dagobah or the grappling hook, but you got like, I don't know, five of the backpacks and gas four masks. of the gas or something. But yeah, I, I think, at least in the U.S., I think Every version of it came with that. Because there's a couple of different box variations. There's like a yellow backdrop and a blue <clears> backdrop. And I, I think they both came that
1: way.
0: Yeah. And Interesting. I, I actually, uh, my Hoth, Leia, um, when I pulled her out of my uh, mom's basement this uh, past summer, she actually had one of the gas masks. She was still wearing one of the ba- gas masks. And it was all awesome. yellow. So, um, so that must have been probably from the Rebel Transport.
5: Um, I'm taking a look here. I've been using, because uh, it's my new book I like to not put down uh, right now, is uh, Mark Bolomo's new Star Wars action figure guide, and uh, he lists here that it came with four gas masks and five Hoth backpacks. So you're right on there, Jerry. There you go. <laughs> I was trying to get accuracy out there, Tom.
3: I know. I was just saying, there you go. I've, I agree <laughs> with you. Since Since there was dead air, I know that can be edited out, but I didn't. I didn't want it to last uh, too Ryan, long.
1: Ryan, any thoughts on this vehicle?
2: Are we still talking about yes. the cucumber? Okay, not really. I thought it was kind of a boring <laughs> vehicle. Cucumber. <I'm>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris is gonna punch um, your crazy face when he sees
0: you next, Ryan. Jerry called it a blimp. Now it's a cucumber.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, I got your um, back, Chris, on this one. Bus.
2: I. I I mean, when
0: space I first. It's bust. I, <laughs>
2: I got this uh, from uh, Golden Gouge. For those in the Seattle area, know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Did you pay four hundred dollars uh, for it? <laughs> no, no. I I think I paid about thirty-five oh. for it or something. This was like in '95 uh-huh. or '96. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it looks it looks all right, but I never had as a kid, so like, never had the play value for me. It looks good, like hanging above my hoth scenes and everything, but I don't know. It just. It's kinda of like the uh the G.I. Joe M P C in space, right?
5: Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And uh so I, I I don't know. it's it's kinda of cool it has the cannons on it, but and not my favorite vehicle, definitely.
1: Um, Jake, did you have anything you wanted to add about this vehicle? Dude loved this
5: as a kid. Played with it like crazy, just like Chris did. Um I played with it so much that actually, um, Some of my uh, frame, the top piece is even cracked on one side. So it doesn't even, it doesn't snap together and uh, twist together completely. But uh, I I even took it a step farther and that um, turret that's in the back is removable. When I was a kid, man, that was its own little vehicle that flipped around and flew around and provided additional aerial support. So I, I... yeah, I played with this thing quite a bit. So, yeah, it was lots of fun.
1: Um also, I didn't write this on the list, but the uh this this year they also re-released the X-Wing this time in a grayer in a gray plastic with some battle damage stickers you could put on it. I am a huge fan of the original white X-Wing and I did not even want this when I was a kid. Um Tom, so what about you?
3: Uh yeah, it would have been an easy pass for me if I would have had both Next, you know, side by side, I would have definitely taken the first incantation of uh, the X-wing. Chris, which
1: one do you think is better, the uh, the original X-wing or the revised uh, battle damaged
0: X-wing? Um, I would go with the original, um, but I did have the uh, the Dago Bob version, and I remember putting that that stupid sticker <laughs> on it on the side, which yeah. had like these you know battle yeah. markings, and. I The way I got it on was all crooked, and I couldn't pull it back off again because it would pull the sticker underneath off Uh as well, which is like this red stripe. (laughs) If I remember this, I mean it's been like you know thirty years, you know. Um, But that always bothered me that I screwed up putting that one sticker on on the vehicle.
3: Chris, have you ever seen the retro blasting video about this very subject? Oh,
0: it's funny. It's good. Good times. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta check that out. But yeah, I I would go with the original. Uh, Ryan, sure. which
1: one do you think is better, the original or this this new nineteen eighty two version? <laughs> go to commercial.
3: I would
2: have to, to, to say commercial. that I like the grave
3: version. <laughs> Jerry, I'm Jerry, Ryan.
1: Which one, which one do you Which one do you think is better?
3: I'm Ryan, and I'm talking to you from the I'd can.
1: the original. Ooh. Oh. Skype is not being had as
3: <laughs> I'm back everybody. Don't what? worry about the static. It's fine. Thanks Tom. Um, I had to fill in for you, buddy,
1: because we can't <laughs> hear you with your shitty microphone.
2: <laughs> Can you hear me now?
1: Which one which one did you say was better, Ryan?
2: Uh I like the white one because as a kid. Uh, I didn't I recently got the Battle. <laughs> Thanks c
1: 3 po Thanks. Yeah, cool. that's great. That's Jerry, great. Thank you. Which <laughs> Do you, do you like this <laughs> re-release with the great plastic um, and the battle damage stickers?
4: No, I mean the, the the white ones the the way to go. I mean the the only reason I wanted this one so badly as a kid is cuz I broke the the original one, you know, with the 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 way where the wings separate. I, I broke that pretty early on as a kid, so I kind of needed this one. Um I'd say what one of the just just uh, as a little side note, one of my favorite uh, vintage packaging items is the original white X-Wing on Empire Strikes Back packaging. So it's um, not not just the Empire Strikes Back logo over, you know, the original one, but there's a completely different photo for that box to where that white X-Wing is on Dagobah. Different than this battle-damaged mm-hmm. one. Uh, so it's kind of like a transition pack, you know, between before they got the... I, I guess perhaps came out in 80, let's say. I'm not sure offhand, but before this redone one came out. So... Um, I really enjoy that. That's just not a, a, pack, a packaging variation that you see a lot for that X-wing. But uh, overall, I, I like this one. I, I think it did represent sort of the the dirty gray gloom that you got off Dagobah more. So I mean, it, it's fine. I don't I don't mind it at all. But the, one of the reasons I kind of had to have it as a kid is because I didn't have a intact you know
1: X-wing fighter. Jake, which one is better? Oh,
5: as a kid, I love the white. As an adult, I love the gray without battle damage. Which is hard so. to find. <sighs> yeah. uh, oh, I
1: did. found one. Maybe not that hard. Chris,
5: where were we when we found one for like 15 bucks lily Lilypad lily pad in tacoma that's right it was a it's an antique shop shop and uh yeah it had one for like i think it was 15 or 20 bucks it was com it was great condition had no battle damage had all the normal stickers the only thing it was missing was the canopy which is easily replaced and swapped out so yeah i am in possession of a clean Dagoball fighter or clean battle damage so yeah it's a nice looking toy
1: and then just a few things I wanted to mention as well before we before we uh, finish this episode is uh, they all, Kenner also released um, – this is for 81 and 82 – Yoda Puppet, which was a rubber puppet of Yoda, a Yoda board game, the Force lightsaber, which was uh, a little better constructed than the previous lightsaber, which was that blow-up tube. This one was more hard plastic. It made a kind of a buzzing sound when you wave it around. Mm-hmm. And the Yoda, the Jedi Master, ask Yoda any question. Um, I think this was like an eight. I think this was like a Yoda like that was kind of designed like a one of those eight balls that you can ask questions to. Although I never had one, so I'm not certain. Um, Tom, did you have any of this stuff? I did not. No. Did you? Unfortunately.
3: Want <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, I did not. Fortunately, I didn't. Uh,
1: Jerry, did you ha- do you have this stuff? Any of it? Uh, yeah, all of the all. above
4: actually I yeah I actually I think I'm this is kind of an odd show. I think I've managed to have everything we, we've talked about. but the uh, what's funny this Yoda board game is actually the the only Star Wars board game I had as a kid. I've since in, in my adult years collected the other ones just to have sort of the, mm-hmm. the full gamut but um, yeah, I had the, the the Yoda, the Yoda puppet's actually my tree topper for Christmas. That's <laughs> what nice. I use it for now because it's uh-huh. completely hollow and I I had two as a kid one, I don't know why I had two because actually they were both kind of in good shape. One's a little bit more wear and tear. Maybe my parents got one for my brother and he did nothing with it. So I actually took the one that was in lesser condition and I, you know, kind of pinned a wings on it and then tied a halo to it and, you know, put a little light coming, you know, kind of drilled a hole and put a light coming out of his hands and kind of turned that That's in my cool. tree topper. Uh, <laughs> so it works really good for the uh, yeah. for the vintage. uh Toy collector, <laughs> you know, they make plenty of Yoda tree toppers now, but I mean, come on, that, that one's screaming as hollow as it is, and but yet still kind of solid. That's screaming to be somebody's tree is topper. Is the uh, Yoda board game fun to play? No. Oh, no, none of, none of them are fun to play. I mean, we, we talked this, because la- last time we were together, we talked that yeah. um, high uh, hot right. Adventure one. And all, all those board games are is spin the little paper board uh, wheel, land on a number, and... It, it's all it, it shoots and ladders to some degree and then to win the game you have to spin and just hope you land on the light side of the force versus the dark side of the force to go through all the challenges around dig so there's no strategy there's no tactics there's no um you know uh, i can play the game better i understand the game it's just all luck of the spin and so no, no. I, the best part about any of these board games is just the the artwork of the, the the boards themselves. They're they're fascinating, and this one's just got like a nice big picture of Yoda's head on it, and got some uh, you know the you know the, the the route that's kind of interesting. But no, the games are terrible, and I think Kenner did this. I think last time we talked about a a six million dollar man game that had the exact same mechanics. So this is just their 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 cookie cutter board game, I guess for licensed properties that they don't know what else to do with
1: <laughs> yeah and you know and nowadays they don't come up with their own games they just adapt star wars to existing games that are popular so yeah
5: jason you showed up late one time to a sarlacc meeting at, and uh ryan chris tom and i tried playing <laughs> this thing <laughs> oh and we got so <laughs> bored so quickly it was really it was really bad you remember that tom
3: Stop yeah, yeah, it. I had to go to therapy a few weeks after that. Man, <laughs> that was just... That
1: was That was, te- that was That's tedious. Cool. That's I'm Boring. disappointed to hear yeah. that that nobody seems to like these games, because I always had this... I guess I always thought, well, maybe one day I'll get these games, and we can all play them, and it'll be so much fun. And But no, you're telling me no.
5: <laughs> I think there needs to be copious amounts of alcohol. You were, you were there, alcohol. Jason. I, I, don't, there. Uh,
1: I did not play the No.
3: Really?
5: He came in late, I remember.
3: Oh. Uh, yeah, well, I wanted to throw myself Ryan, out a window after Ryan, five
1: minutes Ryan, of playing that stupid game. What do you think game. about these, uh, the, all these miscellaneous items at the end? Uh, any thoughts on any of them in particular?
2: Okay, so um, you know, out of all of these, the only thing I have owned or still own is the Yoda puppet, and for me, it's kind of funny because I look back at it. And when I was in high school, they would give like the lunch menu on the, the video announcements we had. And for some reason, when they did the announcements, they did them with a Yoda puppet and somebody doing a really bad Yoda voice with it. So I kind of always associate that puppet with the high school uh, lunch menu. I, I don't know. Kind of weird there. But um, I, I, the, the Yoda puppet's kind of cool. It doesn't do much. Tom, I'm surprised you don't have this. You love puppets.
3: I do, but uh, this one was uh, was one that the, I didn't show too kid, much interest kid, in.
2: I don't know if you, any of you have seen the... The,
1: the... <laughs> the kid actually looks a lot like me when I was a kid, for the, s- the, strange the, reason, the yeah. On the Kenner commercial, and, and no offense to you, Tom, but I think it's kind of creepy. The kid uh, giving Luke instruction on how to use the Force, and... Using the what do you mean, no offense to
3: well, me? I'm not you, the kid, I kind of look
2: like him, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, Tom is pretty creepy, so... <laughs> you got that right.
3: Your step must be quick. Your action, sure.
1: Yoda puppet and the Force lightsaber each sold separately.
3: As you move your lightsaber, the sound of the Force moves with you. It can be a powerful friend. That is your first lesson. Learn it
0: well. The Force isn't my lightsaber. Force is in all things, even you, my young Jedi.
1: The Force lightsaber and new Yoda puppet, each sold separately from Kenner Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection.
3: You know what else is creepy? That crappy microphone you bought, Chris, too.
1: Uh, Chris, <laughs> do you have any of these?
3: Oh, uh, no. Ever. <laughs> ever. Thanks for playing, Chris. All right, cool.
1: Jake? Oh, yeah, I have the uh,
5: Yoda puppet, which I've acquired, though, as an adult. Didn't have it as a kid. And, um, man, I had those... Uh, Lightsabers for sure.
1: Um, Gus Lopez has a prototype of a talking Yoda. Maybe have you guys seen that at his house? And that mm-hmm. was what they were yeah. going to use instead of the Yoda puppet, I think. And then they just—is is that right? Do you remember? Am I getting this right?
5: I okay. can't remember the start. Gus Lopez—he's—he's <laughs> he's got a few right, things right. in I his. Just, I uh... he has
1: that Yoda that I think you pull the string and it talks? And um, I don't know. Maybe another. So yeah you know i'm I, talking about yeah i mean I, i'm not I, crazy I, right yeah
4: i've seen no I, i've seen that in maybe one of his <laughs> books or something but I, I don't know if that was or, or the puppet we have that we end up getting was i don't know maybe the cost optimized mm-hmm. version of the mm-hmm. talking one that kenner just decided to go with i mean i don't know if it was you know one or the other or if they just decide not to end up not yeah. doing the
1: other one i don't know what the story okay. well, is in that. maybe we can ask him on another day another show um, that, uh, is going to wrap up, uh, the toys for this show. Um, on, another, on a future show, we'll get into the micro collection and, and, uh, yes. <laughs> and, and finish up the rest of the, emp and finish Yay. up the rest of the Empire Strikes Back figures. I think we still have one more year of figures to go for Empire. I
3: hope, uh, the next run is better than that last <laughs> crappy, turdy <dirty> run. <laughs> Man.
2: I think the, I think one of the last wave that we did on those that was probably our most boring show. Yeah, that was that was <laughs>
3: bad. Yeah, and I blame I definitely do blame uh,
1: Lobat yeah. for that um, one. We've got we've got oh. Forlom and uh, Zuckus coming up. So
5: boom, there it is. Oh wow, there you go. And pull apart C
1: three PO.
3: Sounds <All right>. delicious. <laughs>
1: um, I'd like to thank everybody. Uh, my co-host tonight. From I grew up IgrewupStarWars.com, Ot Curmudgeon Tom, thank you. Bye for now.
0: <laughs> from Jedi.
2: Speaking of getting off the can, there, Tom. From JediBusiness.com,
0: Chris V. <laughs> See you guys next time, or talk to you guys next time.
1: From from <laughs> I guess from uh, Venom to the Black Series, vintage, <laughs> tomorrow, Modern. he collects them all. A good
2: friend Ryan, who's got a glad I could make it. So- sorry, I was hey, a little late there, but uh, yeah, glad I could sorry, make it. You might sounds good. Oh, good. Now. Okay,
1: good. I'll stick with this one then. From
5: from com, Jake. All right. And this is probably be our last show for the year, yeah? So, happy holidays all.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Happy holidays. We're,
3: we're not going to do a year in review year show in
1: review before, review before the end show. of the year? Ooh. The oh, okay. okay. Oh. oh. Yeah. Don't get too excited. Well,
3: out of protest, Jake and I are not going to be on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not have to be on? I'll that? be on that show. Jake won't be on that show, though, cuz he's <laughs> mad.
5: Well, we're just going to use your review from 2013, Tom.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, for, did, awesome did we video. do that i don't know <laughs> and from star wars action news and now playing and um it's uh and and, and formally um, Republic public forces radio yeah yeah i can't claim that one probably anymore as a previous show you, occasionally i'm on marvelicious yes, as well did, so i the uh you do the vintage viewpoint and uh
4: yeah yeah so that's the main thing i do on star wars action news of the vintage viewpoint segments uh so you know come i'm usually on there about uh about five six times a year so come on out and listen we're uh out every other week with uh, uh arnie and
1: marjorie of course host that at swactionnews.com. and gee i think that's it for galaxy of toys podcast this is jason good night but not goodbye
0: just one more round friend then homeward bound friend don't forget me
3: in your dreams just one more
5: song friend and then so long friend the nights get shorter it seems